0: Hello and welcome back Boneheads. This is Rich and I'm joined once again by Ben. Hey everybody. On today's episode, episode 21, we're going to be covering Bonehead Bowl. Now it's happened. We're going to be talking about match play structures and the usual games, hobby and star players. But we are also joined today by Milton and Ben from our local league who also attended Bonehead Bowl. Hey guys, how are you both today? I'm very good, thank you. Also good. Fantastic. So yeah, so Ben's been on the show before. He joined us for Goblins? No, Ian did Goblins. No, for first-time players. Oh, that was it, yeah. yeah. New yeah, players 16. to the game, and we discussed Blood Bowl 7s because we had the game before. Him. Episode 16, well done, Ben, that's fantastic. Right. So, we've already grilled Ben before, but Milton, this is the first time on the show. It is. So, we ask this of everybody, how long have you been wargaming?
1: 17 years, I 17 guess. 17 years, that is
0: absolutely crazy. How did you get into it?
1: Um... Well, I had some friends when I was very younger, um, who were a couple of years older, they were playing one day, I saw them playing, and I just thought that looked fantastic, so...
0: What what game did you start with?
1: uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Ah,
0: the classic. And um, how about Blood Bowl? How long have you been playing Blood Bowl for?
1: Just over a year now. And
0: how did you start that?
1: Um, Well... I met Craig, one of our fellow <laughs> Wobblers, he's a colleague of mine, and he invited me to come down and play with you guys, and
0: I've been hooked since. No, it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, what's your team of choice?
1: Orcs. Has to be the Orcs. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, lots of guard. they're my first, they're my favourite, they're mm-hmm. my safe space. Did you, play, <laughs> did you play green skins in Fantasy as well? Um, no, the Blood Bowl Orc team was my first entry to Orcs.
0: Your first Orcs, man, that's yeah. crazy. Normally you find that uh, all players are like, no, green skins for life. Isn't that right, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> and, okay, least favourite team to play against in Blood Bowl? Ooh.
1: Rick's Vampires. Really? really? Yeah. They, <laughs> they, they made me really upset. Now,
0: Rick is an excellent player. He is. Um, but Vampires, you kind of think, they can pull it out the bag, but they're almost tier three.
1: He I is... had a fantastic game against Rick. He's a really good player. But he did manage to crowd surf two of my guys um, which I just didn't expect I didn't know what to expect from them and I think that was one of the matches where at the end of it I was like wow that was a really big learning lesson um, I had a great time but yeah they were tough they were really tough <laughs>
0: fantastic right we'll move on to the first bit okay so over to news Rich what have we got this week
2: we have got a, a Phoenix, <laughs> as in um, there was a, a team we spoke about a couple of episodes ago who um, had hidden a Dwarf fantasy football team in amongst a load of other Dwarf miniatures. Um, they did the, the Troll Slayers and all of that. Um, the, about two hours after we finished recording, <laughs> they actually took that like, Kickstarter down, um, but they have restarted it again. Uh, they were struggling before, but they're at about 300% at the moment. Um, Yadaro yeah, doing the, um, uh, the Dwarf miniatures with a, a big guy this time. The kick- what's the Kickstarter called? It is called uh, Dwarf Miniatures by Yadaro Models and GT Studio Creations. So these guys are predominantly the uh, just standard dwarf models. So if you want to bulk up your sort of Sigma or other fantasy role playing, um, you can do that. How, they have got a amount of Berserker, which is a a dwarf riding a giant goat, which is quite interesting. You could probably make a good centaur out of that to be perfectly honest. But there, you've got the Demon Slayers and such and a couple of busts. However, they have a full dwarf team. So two slayers, two runners, two blitzers, eight blockers and a big roller, so a death roller, which is basically a giant mechanical rolling dwarf being ridden by dwarf drinking beer. So it's dwarf on dwarf action.
3: Looks really good. Yeah, it does look good. That death death roller is fantastic.
2: Death roller looks like it's going to be absolutely huge as well. I reckon that stands about... What with their thirty about seventy mil high? Yeah, it's going to be absolutely huge.
3: Still fits on the base, though. It does,
2: it does. So they're they're charging it at uh, fifty three pound roughly,
0: um, plus uh, postage, which I think was about a tenner before. Oh, how many players is that for? Fifteen players. That's really good. So, I mean, players. we always say that actually a lot of the kickstarters are about seventy to eighty with mm. postage, and that's that's quite a lot. But actually, sixty pounds with postage for a, for a unique team plus the de- including the death roller. So, Dwarf Miniatures by Udaro and GT Studio Creations. Let's oh, have wow. a look.
3: Yeah, they're all unique sculpts as well. Mm.
0: Oh, so, they, so they've basically relaunched the previous Kickstarter in its entirety. Yes. Done a better job of it. Yes, much better job <sighs> of I it. I love the brown, green and skin. That's basically how most of our models end up painted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, some of those models are fantastic. Yeah,
1: they really are. They've they're got the busts nice. there
0: for people. Yeah, these are the guys whose faces look a little bit... That's the one, cartoony Q-Q. and a little bit like the Shield guys. I loved the Shield guys before. Um, they make great statues. Those guys, I think oh, yeah. they would make absolutely brilliant statues. And also, I think they'd be good for like fifteen mil or six mil fantasy. But the Dwarf team, fifteen mm. miniatures and one big roller—that's uh, the team. Fourteen miniatures, one big roller. The fifteen—I think it was the Early Bird option Can uh, get a star player. With it. Oh, I see the star player. Uh, that roller is huge. Yeah, I'm reckon really stands about seventy mil total. I really like these models. I know these were a bit smaller than um, other Blood Bowl miniatures yes. last time on well, the last Kickstarter. The Dwarfs, they're more Lord of the Rings scale, I think. Yeah, yeah it them. looks like it. But when you've got a whole team of them, I don't it think it makes... Great. You won't make a, it won't make a difference. Oh, uh, yeah. Or... There's the guy from Thundercats. There's <laughs> <not> a lot of detail. They are beautifully scaled. Right. So we've got comparison here. So oh,
1: they're about, they're right, about on par with... They're a little larger.
0: They are a little larger. I thought they were smaller.
1: No, they're a little larger than the AOS ones. Well,
0: that's, that's not a bad thing for Blood Bowl.
1: No, I think they look really good.
0: Yeah, the thirty mm scale guys. Come on, show us the football. Show us the... There isn't. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Um, actually, that is pretty cool. I yeah. know, I was hoping to have the classic size comparison <laughs> it seems to be showing up some more against human human lineman. one Wolverine. human lineman yeah the Wolverine guy yeah no nothing cool I like that one I really do like that one and the price is pretty decent
3: that is a good price is
2: pretty decent yeah yeah not bad at all really um there is mention of another Kickstarter coming up um but we don't have any info other than it's infamous coaching stuff which is actually coming out two days after we record this um so I think we'll probably post a um, a pick up when we see it, a bit more details, a bit a bit a bit a, bit, a, bit, a, bit, a bit. Put the link up and put a post about it when we actually know more details about it. But at the moment, it's sort of a bit hush hush. The other thing that I've um, that i caught uh, wind of as well. Do you remember when we went to the first Stunty bowl, the first minor bowl, and there were a group of guys who were chatting about the chaos dwarf team, um, chaos halfling team
0: um not at all
2: but no? i we've spoken a lot about the chaos halfling team we have. So. so when we were there because obviously I, I nearly took chaos halflings or tried to make a chaos halfling team for that tournament but there was actually talk of a guy local to them who was creating a chaos halfling team oh, i do remember now yeah. yeah yeah that is about to come to kickstarter oh fantastic In the next sort of month or two and they're all based on nurgle so they're nurgle halflings the Chaos Halfling team. Okay. So that should come up soon, which would be interesting to see what they want and how much they want. He's going to, I've asked him to, to send me a message, so as soon as we know, he knows when it's going live, we'll know. Then we can let the world know. So it's nice to see a secret stunty team being given its own bit of love. Uh, Chaos Halflings
0: is just such a cool topic. Just awesome. Cool topic. There are a couple of bits that were posted on the Blood Bowl News website. One was the Myth Bowl Newsons full team from RNE, from RNE Studio. Yep. Yeah. And that is 100 euros. It's a lot of money. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 15, 16 players. The sculpts are quite good. They've got they've got a good following,
2: Barney Studios. They've, they've got a lot of love from people. Their their digital sculpting is clearly brilliant.
1: Yeah, they're all very unique, aren't they? Yeah, they're all very, very different, different poses. Very. very
2: the very one different. in the bottom left looks like um, the girl out of Overwatch. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: It's the, Tracer, ba- the bounding yeah. run Thank as Thank you, well. Tracer. Oh, you've got to be very careful looking on the r Studio website because some of their star players and stuff are really, really, really good. So £100 for that team. And then the other one I saw up on the Blubble News was Victor. The, the vampire. Yeah, which is a very cool miniature. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Um,
3: um, the problem is you need, uh, you know, two, three... Well, oh, I did point out, passed. he'd make a great... Is it Luther? Lucifer von Drakenborg. Yeah, because he's, he's really armoured, and Luther is more armoured. Yeah. He's, he's a bit bigger. I think, and he, if you just just in the one... Yeah, he'd, he'd be, be great good.
0: for the star player aspect, wouldn't he? Yeah. You're not going to mistake him for anybody else,
3: aren't they? No. I uh, see. So I don't
0: know if that's a new model or whether they're just featuring it, but actually, caught my attention. That's pretty cool. Oh, look at the beasts. So this was a mistake, clicking on this, but look at those. Just, that whole team's just great. Yeah, yeah I like those a lot. <laughs> These revenant beasts... Yeah, 2 for 32 I do recommend having a look at studio.com. they've got some really really lovely models the price is it is pricey but from the looks of it you get some great great models for it it's great if I if I won the lottery I would probably have half a dozen of their teams however I know what my next spend will be it is no We're no not those ones no not no, those no. ones wins of chocolate oh yes
2: wins of chocolate Um, ever since posting a, a couple of photos of his treeman um, he's had a lot of love. Um, and I think the community as a whole have managed to convince him to start selling these. <laughs> um, so as of yesterday I think it was. Um he's now selling his Treeman, his um orc that he did. And yeah. I said, he did a Morgan Thorg as well. So we've um chatted to him a couple of times, haven't we? Um seems like a really great
0: guy and he's doing um fantastically well with, with what he's doing. Shameless promotion, but if you search Winger miniatures, we are the third result. <laughs> Are we ready? <laughs> I love it. There we go. Right, so online store. So we've got the big tree dude. Oh, the troll star
3: player. Have you seen this? Oh, no, I haven't actually oh, seen you these know, before. Have you seen them? Yeah, the troll is what uh, the first thing I saw. was oh, troll. the troll ripper. is yeah. the first one I saw Do as you well. you know,
1: yeah. I'm not particularly fond of my big guys. No,
0: that is true. Um, but
1: the model
0: is so, so well done. Look at that.
1: Oh, that is very, very good, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's beautifully done. So this, this is... Is the troll for release or is the troll pre-order? Pre-order. I think it's all on pre-order, August. Expected dispatch in August. I did message him earlier to see whenabouts in August to <laughs> see if we can get some models for um, for Sewer Bowl 7s. That would be awesome. Uh, for me to give away as prizes. But he said he would let me know as soon as they go to the next stage. Sweet. Um, because they're, some of those models are really cool. I'm a big fan of the trees. Um but apparently I have like a, a tree thing now. I do think you have a tree fetish. I, yeah, I was you about to like say that. You are one step away from hugging. Yeah. You do like your tree, man. Yeah, I mean, I, the, I do need another Ent. Because having a tree man that's just giant
2: Get
1: is just birch. awesome.
0: The birch one is better out of the two, I think. The one that looks like a giant dryad.
3: I think it's so, but having both for a halfling team would be the, really good.
0: The, the oak one looks really yeah. like perfect for a halfling team. So price-wise, they're 15 to £18 pounds for a big guy's and £8 for a regular star player. That is really good. Uh, yeah, it's, considering it's the quality
1: of the sculpt, that is a phenomenally good price. And
0: think about the Forgeworld prices. Mm. Yeah. Actually, these models are brilliant. They're cheaper than Forgeworld, and I imagine the postage is probably cheaper too. Yeah. Uh, plus, you're supporting someone who's just doing some really great work. It's just him on his own, with a 3D printer, isn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah. So I assume he prints them off and gets them cast out by someone. You know what? I... I think this is great.
3: Yeah, it's fantastic. Great. Oh, they're resin cast then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. So wow. he
0: said he was getting the um, the moulds made up. He's got some very oh, cool wow. models on there. So, um, But yeah, anyone who loves individual star players, their Morgan Thorg is really good as well.
2: Yeah, although a bit cutting it fine <laughs> to the actual um, Games Workshop one, I think.
0: Hey, I like it. I yeah. think I prefer it to the Games Workshop one. Oh, I do. I yeah. do. And I like the Morg model. But I actually... think
1: he looks very much like... He's in the too, isn't he? Yeah. yeah I think he looks very much like the Bloodbog too
2: he's right then. he's very similar to that
3: yeah. infamously overpriced isn't he? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 430
0: is it <laughs> 430k we use him as a benchmark for rating star
2: players <laughs> like,
3: right.
0: is it Halfling Shelf or is it Morg I like the vulture. oh yeah that's yeah. really oh, good isn't it Yeah, I still need to get uh, another one the, the classic orc face on the chest yeah. it just needs to be painted red yeah so some really great stuff from WindsorChogMiniatures.com have a look and, and put some pre-orders in because they look absolutely brilliant and I want him to do more
2: I want to although apparently exactly. he's about to
0: take a break no yeah he did, he,
2: his post earlier says yeah they're all for sale and I'm going to go on to do other things but I'll come back to this oh well oh, fair
4: dare you. You yeah know. it was a
0: bit <laughs> a slower miniatures release is probably a good thing for us all yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll pop it. except for Games Workshop who like Ben mentioned earlier have announced the Wood Elves are going for pre-order this weekend
2: yes Oh, it is this weekend. i was it thinking it as last
0: weekend. This weekend, so the uh, it's just what else? No trees yet, but there's a pitch. The dice are cool. Is the dice the do look cool, like gold and green, kind of like a brownie yeah, gold like green. A, yeah, 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 I like those. I probably will not pick them up, but they still look pretty good. I don't get the weird faces for the tokens. Um, do they match the leaf faces for the actual dudes? Kind of,
2: but not quite. They just kind of they, they look a tad creepy, almost pagan.
0: Well, actually, the... Um, I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, right, the, the faces of the, the models are creepy as well. Um, can I... They're wearing the masks, aren't they? Yeah, um, the ones that look like... Uh, yeah. Bondage masks. <laughs> or cast iron um, garden fittings. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Okay, I, I like the of models. I think they're really well done.
3: Well, I can understand. It's, I think, one of the coins. It has, like, pie on it. There's a pi symbol. Like the mathematical that, symbol. See,
0: I couldn't work that out either. Yeah, and that's not a pi symbol. That's a high elf symbol. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's an elf. That shows how educated yeah. I am. No, <laughs> it's an elf symbol. I can't, it's it's I can't remember what yeah, it's on. It's elf, 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 elf yeah. language
1: of some kind. Yeah,
0: I, I can't Wrong. be bothered to find it out. Uh, they've got
3: cool balls
0: there. Yeah. Sorry. Which is quite good.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like the... Um, oh, that's Orion, isn't it?
1: Yes,
3: it is. Orion
0: is the fist token. And the coins, oh, they're very cool. I mean... I think they're great. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick up a box, and uh, I think. there's a creepy man. I think the Wood Elf team has to be one of the prizes of choice for Survival oh, Sevens. Sadly, yes, I agree.
2: Death to elves! I'll be getting the spike, and That's I can't, definitely the pie symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at this now, and I,
0: I can't see past that. It's the pie symbol. The, we haven't seen much of the pitch yet. Um, no. All you can see is what's on the box, and I don't like it so far. And I'm normally I, I'm pro everything that they do, but because of the way the pie symbol is uh, in in the stoneworks, it just looks like quite a bad Photoshop job. Um, yeah, it just looks like yeah, it looks like they've cut stuff away as opposed to which is a shame because the halfling pitch is, was wonderful. Um, we gave one away a few episodes ago, and I also had I, I bought one for myself at the same time because
2: it's yeah. just
0: it's just so great. What I do like though is the the use of roots or vines to it's mark out the pitch.
3: Yeah, that is quite, very quite cool. cool. Yeah,
0: yeah that's cool and definitely something you could do for a home home brew pitch as well oh yeah. yeah yeah most definitely groovy is that everything for miniatures news for miniatures yes okay let's take this opportunity just to push our own next tournament so this episode our first topic is going to be talking about bonehead bowl which was a couple of weeks ago now and uh, I think went really well really well um, Loved it. we've got another one coming up on the 10th of august sewer bowl sevens it is a blood bowl sevens tournament yes So
2: Hard, it's going to be fast.
0: it's going to be amazing it's going to be five rounds um And the builds and things are all available either on the Facebook event page, which is, or our website, um, boneheadpodcast.com forward slash two ball sevens. Um, The rules pack is there. So in two days' time, it will be the 10th, which will be a month out, and I'll make sure that our tickets are available for, for sale so that anyone who wants to come can book up. And we've got good news already. We've got some very good news. So, as most of you will know and remember, we did some work
2: with Punga about a month or two ago, a month and a half ago, in relation to their Pirates Kickstarter. Two months ago. Two months ago. because yeah, I was on holiday. You were. You were. So that was, we did some work with them and um, we got um, a bit of a, a conversation going and they've... Uh, Graciously um, offered to uh, provide our, our first place prize of a, a whole team <laughs> for Super Bowl Sevens, which is absolutely incredible. So, we haven't even started yet, really, in sorting out the prizes and everything else. And, and we already know that if you win the tournament, you're going home with a brand new team for nada, for absolutely nothing.
0: Well, it will either be the top first or top second prize because we also have our Blood Bowl Sevens oh, pitch available. Do. Yeah. So what we'll do is probably give the first place winner a choice of two prizes. But oh, we'll, like we'll confirm that um, closer to the time. Like yes, don't then. forget, we have already got that prize on the go. We have got that prize on the yeah. go. it just means there's two brilliant prizes, which is already even better than we had at Bonehead Bowl. Oh, yes. Which is very cool. Although we'll talk about prizes when we talk about Bonehead Bowl in the next topic. Yes. Because it's one of the one of the bits of feedback that we could have done a little bit better. And we'll make sure mm. that we get that better for Sewer Boss. Yes, yeah, I agree. Right. Let's move on to hobby. Okay, so over to hobby and games. Let's start with Milton. What have you been playing? Um, I've been playing Blood Bowl. That's a very,
1: very good thing. Good answer. And I think it's just been Blood Bowl for, uh, for the last month. That's an even Best better answer. answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, before that, well, we've got our AOS going on. But um, other than that, that's pretty much my hobby.
0: So, Blood Bowl, what games have you had in recently? Um, Obviously, you played three games at Bonehead Bowl. Yes, which we will talk about in detail in the next in the next segment.
1: Um, and before that, I had a game against you. That was a little while ago, actually.
2: That was your last one prior to that, was it? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah think- that was that was a tough game. So this was Milton's (laughs) That was a tough game.
1: Yeah, it was my Orcs versus your... No, it was your Undead. Oh no, it was. It was my Undead versus versus my Orcs. So this was in in the minor league then? Yes, it was. And that was a hard game. Mm. It was really tough.
0: How are you finding the Undead team?
1: I love them. I think they're great. They're so much more versatile than the Orcs, but they still can pack a punch when you need them to.
0: Yeah. Orcs are really consistent. They're not, not necessarily formulaic, but... If you play tight, they deliver really well. And when you skill them up a bit, they, they become really, really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Undead kind of have some of those bits right from, right from the outset.
1: Yeah, they have a little bit of everything. They're sort of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. But I, I like that. That means that I'm transitioning from that sort of very bashy-focused yeah. caging to the more agile side. And that's definitely made my Orc play a lot better.
0: That's good actually. I mean yeah. the ghouls are massively different
1: from the ghouls are fantastic. Yeah. they you have to be careful with them, obviously with no regen and then being a little bit more fragile. But to me they feel like the star players of the team. They they definitely you are. You need to you White. need to sort of skill them as your blitzers, your ball carriers and, and really work with them.
0: Yeah, the whites whites are very good as well, but the ghouls are really the exciting part. Yeah, and you definitely. can take four as well. Which means it gives you their different build. Yeah. Um Maybe we should have waited uh, a few months and got Milton on the podcast to talk about Undead because I think you've won some games, haven't you? I have won two. Uh, I think that's two more games than Lewis won. And uh, even after two series of Undead when we got him on the podcast, he was like, well,
3: yeah, I've never actually won a game. Uh,
0: so, uh, yeah, maybe we should have waited and got Milton on. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> and the models are so nice.
1: They are lovely. Yeah. They're really nice models. Um, I was so excited about the team. Ah, uh, Fantastic.
0: Rich, how about you? Other than the game against Milton, and other against, other than all the games at Bonehead Bob? Well. I played a game against uh, James.
2: Last week, we played in the minor league. His last game with his Dwarfs. Oh, his new Dwarf practice
0: team. His new Dwarf, yeah. The, the landborn practice squad. Yeah, he's running two Dwarf teams, one of each of our leagues. <laughs> Sounds painful and horrible, doesn't oh, it? I don't know. It's a great way to skill up a team you really like differently without losing all the effort you put into the first time. Very true. I did genuinely consider doing it for, for Skaven. And bringing, bringing in another... Yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's a team you really enjoy and you get to stat up. I mean, think about Blood Bowl 2 and Blood Bowl 1. How many teams of one type have you got on there because mm, oh. I've got like 10 elf teams yeah I've,
2: I've got in fact I've got two walk teams other than that they're all singular really yeah ah, it's some discipline. that's because I get if I get bored <laughs> I just delete it and start mm. again I don't feel the need to keep it no I hold everything so, so yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that doesn't, work, with me. That doesn't um, work at all
2: yeah so that was a a one all game killed a dwarf always Brilliant. cheers me up <laughs> <laughs> so a dead dwarf was was a good thing, uh, but yeah, one orc. That was a tough game, a tough
0: tough game. What game? What team are you using? Sorry, orc. Oh right, okay. Oh, orcs. James has been piling in the orc. Uh, the yeah. Yeah,
2: apparently he had three, and he's not like playing orcs. Yeah. Well,
0: they're, they're not a hard counter to orcs, but they they do.
1: They make the game a
0: bit slower. Yeah, I mean the advantages of dwarves are tackle takes out the the dodge and having block. But actually, if you've got a bunch of walks and you've got four players with block and four players with strength, or even up you know uphill with block is still risky. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I managed to I I took the the kick off, and I managed to score on my turn eight, and he'd left his uh, death row off the pitch, but I'd injured enough that he had to bring it on.
0: Oh, and wow. he only had it for the one. That's that's one ideal. That is yeah, ideal, it was ideal for a secret I, weapon.
2: I felt a bit dirty management but I did enjoy it hey, <laughs> playing against death rollers you got to do what you can yeah so other than that I've been playing vampires on BB2 oh that's very cool because I thought I'm going to play them on 7s I'd better see how they actually play I'm very interested to see how vampires play in 7s so am I yeah they're atrocious aren't they they are a
0: challenging <laughs> team <laughs> I've yeah. had three games I've lost one drawn two. I think that's kind of it with, with, with I just, I vampires they're either. a bit of a slow burn mm. Um. Well, which well, which build did you go for on 2? Four vampires, seven thralls, four rerolls. A four and four. Then, so actually, the four rerolls isn't too bad. I think yeah. Rick went with three vampires and five, five rerolls mm-hmm. at the beginning, or two and two and five or something. I like didn't that. realize how many you actually burn through. It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, not as crazy as really stupid bloodlust. The Squig team has very true in stunty, but um, it's it's very close. But the worst thing is, like, do you not have that many thralls? No. They disappear quick, don't they? Yeah. And the, more, <laughs> the more vampires you have, the fewer thralls wow. you have, the easier the team is to just destroy itself. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I'm, I, I'd love to see how they play in sevens. Yeah, so I'm playing two vampires. That's probably a good idea two vampires and it
2: ended up being six thralls I think it was <laughs> but in sevens you've got like no rerolls it's I gonna know be... it's going to be great <laughs> isn't it <It's laughs> <gonna be carnage. laughs> one blood last year he's going to look at it and
0: kind of go I'm just going to let him run off the pitch they're tier two so you get the leader and then two, two skills, skills one of which can be a double yes so you could chuck a couple of pro on there to cover your that vampires that would probably be yeah uh, yeah leader on four and pro gives a lot, that's once per turn isn't it yeah you just on a four plus you get to re-roll something mm. so it's kind of a bit of a freebie for yeah. someone with a negative trait pro can be quite a good one that probably a good idea. but it's still a double for big guys that's why you don't see more of it
3: oh, mm. yeah. how about you Ben um, I played a game against Rick his Dark Elves with my High Elves he's not doing well with Dark Elves this season <laughs> poor guy he is not he had three journeymen in our game <laughs> oh my he goodness. was really beat up I, I was a blitzer down so I, I was only one blitzer in my High elf team which I did feel... Oh, no, no, no! I managed to replace him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. I was two blitzers down. I replaced one. The other one I, I had off the pitch. Um, That was up against Elliot's Hawks, He took out both my blitzes. Oh, wow. That was yeah. fun to one watch. One had minus, <laughs> minus movement, so I fired him and bought a new one. That's probably a good idea. <sighs> I just, got, just got to save up for an apothecary and a catcher. So mm. it's it's tough
0: having to sink money in. Elf, well, we spoke about this when, we, yeah. when you were on the podcast last time, that actually with elves you've just got to get over that 1,200 TV barrier. Yeah. Uh, when you've got your Apothecary your, your and you've got you're enough positionals to pull it off anyway, you're playing sailing. And elves should be uh, high elves should be more resilient because they've got the better armour.
3: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Against the Dark Elves, I ended up being the Bashy one. Which uh, was crazy. Yeah, what... I had three casualties at the end of the game because he didn't have any.
0: Because Dark Elves should be running four blitzers with block. And everyone else has got armour, yeah. eight apart from the runners and witch elves. Was Rick running witch elves? He had one witch elf. Oh, so he had a runner and he had four blitzers. He's actually quite
3: disciplined as well as a dark elf team. Well done, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it ended up being a 1-1 one, one draw, I believe. Oh, you and one. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, with three with three guys down, I consider that a victory.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful job.
3: Yeah. No, it was fantastic. Um, my thrower, fantastic as always. He managed to level up to level three against in the game before, so he is accurate so what skills is he running uh, yeah he's got accurate and oh, what did I put on him I don't know I can't remember what I put on him
0: but accurate is already very good with an edge 4 yeah he's not yeah. edge 5 or really anything crazy no not uh, yet well, I'm ho- I
3: hope he can get that with the next level I that is it's the dream as an edge there.
0: 5 thrower with accurate it's just yeah. it's it's so two much plus fun everyone, yeah, everyone. yeah basically yeah <laughs> disgusting it's hell very past that you can actually catch yeah <laughs> yeah no, that's awesome enjoying the Hiles then
3: yeah love them it's just really hard to skill them up at the end I think I'm on Four, three or four players that are like one or two XP away. Oh, I'm doing my best. To, that's brilliant, though. Get a couple of
0: friendlies in. Yeah, but I think I'm up against the Dwarves next. <laughs> well, I still have many games to play in the minor league, so we'll have to get a game in. Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe won't run my Dark Elves. Yeah, <laughs> farm some points. I, I do want to play my Halflings, so that could be some, <laughs> that could be, that could a, be a great point. way for you to get some SPP. Yeah, <laughs> I'm up for that. Yeah. <laughs> I need a game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm only How many of my. So I've got seven Halflings, two dudes, so I need to build. Another four halflings, I reckon, or a big tree man to get it in there for a full, full 1100. Um, as for me, I've played a couple of Sevens games against Rick mm-hmm. for Seven Super Series, the YouTube show that we're doing yes. about Blood Bowl Sevens. So I've got the first episodes out now,
1: which was cool. That last a, night, didn't Yeah, it? Yeah,
0: yeah. I had some good feedback about that. It's, it's, it's great, fun to put together. So I've got another episode with Rick. So I played Skaven and Pro Elves in the first game, and then he only brought Pro Elves, so we played. Uh, Ian's Humans I've already Ian's Humans and played them against the I got destroyed in Skaven in the first time it was 3-1 or something I had like no players left it was Carnage and then game 2 the humans got revenge it was fun I took an ogre in Sevens (laughs) and he just oh it's beautiful it's just so much fun he boneheaded like 3 or 4 times but when he wasn't boneheading he was just taking elves off it was brilliant (laughs) it was brilliant Uh, other than that I've not really played much Blood Bowl played a bunch of Sevens games against Nathan at Bonehead Bowl Just to, these started playing, and actually, Sevens is a great teaching tool, as we've said a million times.
2: Yeah, he liked the Skaven as well. He yeah. loved Skaven, yeah. He
0: did really, really well with Skaven. Um, what did I do? I, I ran Chaos against his Skaven, and Chaos in Sevens is quite mighty. Again, mm. I fit a in there. I was just playing to see what kind of builds <laughs> I could run. And uh, yeah, Chaos, I reckon, is really good for Sevens. Despite having no skills, like no sure hands, no pass, no catch, no dodge, they can just punch face. Yeah, which is great fun. I don't get to do that very often. On this game, so. <laughs> just one punch. <laughs> yeah, fights. yeah, and around halflings at sevens as well with two treemen, which wow. which it's okay. And you've got just enough squares that you can cover the backfield with treemen, but they need to go for it to punch once. And so you're kind of rolling for take root, and then you're rolling for the go for it, and the trees get falling over. It, it was brilliant. <laughs> but they've got armor seventy five, so it's, it's fine. True. They're not going to hurt themselves. Yeah, yet. no. Which was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
3: Is a teammate really strong in sevens?
0: Uh, throw teammates not strong anywhere yeah, cool. <laughs> <Fair laughs> <enough. laughs> Consider with less people on uh, many, actually yeah. killed a halfling with, with throw teammate <laughs> so right. no, I was like oh let's go for it and he uh, died Fair. Uh, made the roll and everything you say that throw teammate
2: isn't good anywhere but that first game in bonehead was insane oh my
0: goodness yeah which we will talk about in a second yeah, but, but that kind of bumped all trends. Oh, I couldn't believe it! I thought, Oh no, what have we done here? <laughs> what have we done? What is this format we've wrong. created? However, oh, well, the rest of it seemed to balance out. It did well. really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about bonehead bowl, all my hobby in the last month was really pushed towards that. I didn't finish the pitch in the end. I thought it'd be actually better spent prepping everything for the tournament. And yeah, you did a great job. Of that. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, it was a great day. Um, so I got my undead team basically done. There's a lot more brown than there should be yeah, than there it is gold. But I'll get around to finishing it once they looked okay on camera, so I was like, Oh, that'll be all right. That'll they look right. good. And yeah, I started man. building my chaos halflings, yes, chaos night no, chaos um, heads, <laughs> so head robbed some down. off you, yep. found some spares and storage and everything. Oh, sweet! I'm so happy with them. So <laughs> I want to get them painted to hopefully play Milton this week. Um, but Blood Bowl Sevens, yeah, looking awesome. forward to that. Nah, that'd be cool. Be really that, that's my hobby going. How about uh, how about you guys? Anything hobby wise super fun happening? Mine is literally just been. Um,
2: doing bits and pieces for for Bowl, mm-hmm. which again I got about halfway through and then just <laughs> burnt out. Um, but thankfully, I wasn't ever going to win <laughs> the, the best painted or anything else so I wasn't in the row. But they turned out all right. They look all right from a distance. They look. They, really they really had enough good. on them that they look like a team.
0: But you know who did do an incredibly good job for Bonehead Bowl? Joe? No, Ben. Oh, <laughs> oh, ben. What
4: a oh Joe as well.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <a> rubbish segue. <laughs> Uh, Joe did a fantastic job as well it's worth mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> Joe did a brilliant 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 job and that's why
0: your he got your uh, team was fantastic the trolls but, are oh, super so thank fair. you but the painting and the colourisation and everything of the trolls was fantastic thank you yeah. very much um, nice I did like the shade of the trolls oh yeah, yeah beautiful orange beautiful umber Ooh. yeah like, umber orange. the armour very like, like on autumn trees that yeah. are really stupid but sometimes kill things And <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of fun beating them actually the, um, <laughs> it, the team looks so good yeah, the yeah you, Sigma you need to
3: keep rolling with them because they're really nice yeah I hope so I'll bring them in the Looney league absolutely yes. yeah I've, I've never made so many throw teammate rolls as I did in that game <laughs> but we will cool. talk about that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. lovely Anything well, yeah, cool I'm, I'm getting my
1: uh, Dark Elf team ready oh, for uh, yes. sevens. So this is the Dark Elf team that you won. Well, yeah, I, I um, came... Well, we'll talk oh, about Go for it, it. Go oh, for well, it. I came, yeah, came second in um, Bonehead Bowl. Um, as part of my prize, I, I put it towards a, a Dark Elf team in preparation for sevens.
0: Which is awesome. awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. And what a great way to spend a bit of prize money as well. Yeah. Because not only... Did you get a cheap Dark Elf team? But now that Dark Elf team will forever be your trophy. Yeah. That's um, true. That's um, a good
1: point, actually. That's recommended by our good friend Ian. I'm going to paint them silver as I came second. No, that's cool. So, ah. uh, <laughs> you like know that. what? That's probably yeah. good. I don't
0: think gold Dark Elves would look that great.
1: And they're uh, the Soul Hill Saboteurs. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Nice. That's and very cool. nice. That is very cool.
0: And that's the team you're going to be running in sevens, you reckon? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, I've got my Dark Elves nearly ready to go so we can play some, some games on Thursday. Yep. Dark Elf off. Well, no. Milton's going to run my Dark Elves on camera. Oh. Well, he's um, having a bit more colour on them, I do. That might went purple my <laughs> 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 at my girlfriend's choice. It's technically Tiff's team. And I think I'm going to be running some halflings yeah. against you. Which... No, I'm, I'm
1: very much looking
0: forward to playing 7. No. It looks like good fun. It will, will be, it will be good. We'll have a good time. We'll have a good time. Definitely. Right, I think that's everything from everybody. Let's move on to our first topic. Okay, so we move on to the first proper topic of the show, which is Bonehead Bowl review. It's amazing. So, um, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago now, well, nearly, a of, it's not actually, it's, it's only like 10 days, yeah. like 9, 10 days ago, it feels like a long time ago. It really does. We had our first tournament, we Bonehead did. Bowl, um, which was at Entoyment in Pool, which is where our next tournament is going to be, on it the 10th of August. Um, the venue was fantastic. It really was. It was so well suited for it, was uh, So, first things first, the weather on the day was insanely warm. Oh. So it was brutal. It was toasty. It was jolly toasty. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be fair. It was a massively, massively, massively hot day. And the very first thing that I was waiting for when we walked in was a crate of waters for all the players in the yeah. yeah, well, tournament. That that Which was a brilliant move by them. I know it probably didn't cost very much, but actually as a gesture of, you know, it a, a really crate nice. of water for everyone was absolutely brilliant. And it was very welcomed. Yeah, very, very welcomed. welcomed. Yeah. Now they did have aircon there, but an aircon in a room with a bunch of gamers. <sighs> Struggled a bit. It, yeah. it could have been significantly worse. Oh, um, really? Could have been. Yeah, I was just frustrating. The 40k side of the room was nice and chill, and our side was warm. We'll just take yeah. that side of the room just next all, time. Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. <laughs> I think we will. <laughs> we'll just let him know it's ours. <laughs> so, um, for those of you who don't know, Bonehead Bowl was our mixed team tournament. Um, the rules were kind of complicated in that you had 1.1 million to build a team and. You could split your team between two other rosters based on the alignment. Mm-hmm. You had to take a minimum of four players from each of your rosters, and rerolls were the most expensive. And you had to have one fan factor for every reroll you took if you took a mixed team. Yes. The idea is to kind of make it a tax so that you couldn't be absolutely overpowered with them, because we were a little bit worried about that. But yeah. um, the whole point of the tournament was to encourage people to play different teams um, and play against different teams and to do a bit of hobby. Yeah, and, and people knocked it out of the park. It they was really fantastic. Did. So there were 15 players signed up, and I stood out so that we had evens to play mm-hmm. the game. Everybody else came, which was fantastic. I was so chuffed about that. It was like we hadn't even started properly. It was just like, everybody's here.
2: Literally everybody's here. Yeah, it was yeah. a fantastic incredible It
0: was absolutely brilliant. And, um, you know, normally you can expect one or two dropouts in a tournament, mm-hmm. which is which is amazing. Everyone we've been to, there's been a couple of people who yeah. can't make it last minute or anything like that.
4: Yeah, no and life
0: gets on the way. Everyone it? made it. So anybody out there who came, thank you very, very much. And talking of people who came to the tournament, Ben and Milton, who we've dragged onto the show today, um, attended as well. They did. So... Yeah. We'd love to just talk through a few points and just talk about Bonehead Bowl. First things first, why did you want to go? Why did you go? Uh,
3: the, well, one, to support you guys. Nah, <laughs> uh, which we do massively <laughs> appreciate you. it. Yeah. Um, the second, it was just too good an opportunity to pass off. It's usually so we mix teams. I'm just like, oh, that means. Oh, Trials including
0: <laughs> <laughs> which was awesome to see. And yeah. I think a lot of people clued into the mixed teams, yes, and were like, I can do something really silly here, yeah. Mm. But there were a few people who went with classic Blood Bowl teams. Milton, you were one of those, yes, did very, very well with it,
1: yeah.
0: Um, what was your impetus for, for coming along to Burnhead Bowl? Oh,
1: well, like um, Ben said to support you, uh, bit of wobble representation, no, and... absolutely, Wobble Warriors were um, there yeah. for but I've never done a blood bowl tournament before, so that was my first, and it was absolutely fantastic. I had such a good time that's, that's awesome that is
0: awesome to hear we We did have a lot of people saying they were there. They had a couple of people say, it's oh, the best blood best game of blood Bowl I've ever played, yeah. which was awesome to hear and you know to fit to overhear as well and that's it. It wasn't said to, to faces. <laughs> yeah. they sort of got
2: you listening out as that like,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah you yeah, did <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. well done no thank you very much guys and thank you so much for coming it was great we had an incredible bunch of coaches everybody was brilliant everybody was there to play and just have a really good time yeah
1: the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic yeah,
3: yeah. such a buzz
0: have you guys been to War Games tournaments before? never so that was your first that ever tournament first tournament ever wow I, yep. yeah, you were a 40k player I assumed you would have been turned <laughs> well, into something a casual before. 40k player yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, explains yeah. a lot about goblins, the the yeah, exactly. goblins in the
1: <laughs> uh, which is cool. Milton, you've been to I have. I've done an AOS tournament.
0: Ooh. How was this compared to that?
1: This was on a completely different level. The organisation by yourself and Richard was absolutely fantastic. I like to I, to say, said,
0: I had
2: no dealing with that organisation. <laughs> people were going, oh, it's been so well run and all I did was go, go thank them. Because <laughs> I spoke to Entoyment and I started off the, the bits and pieces, yeah. but
1: the organisation was that all That was amazing. it. You well, said to me one day, you are like, oh, I
0: want to run a tournament." And I was like, I've got this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was born for this. Entoyment need a shout out for being such fantastic hosts because it's like brilliant. you say, despite the heat, they were really, really, Good with the water, um, yeah, and everything else there, yeah. and a fantastic time had by all because everyone that came was so genuinely nice and having fun playing. Yeah. It
0: was awesome to have that many global players in a place. I mean, for our first tournament, to have that many people and to have everyone be really great fun. And like, everyone really mingled. great fun. You looked around and there were the different pockets. Because
2: obviously you, you had us from Wobble, you had those guys from Entoyment. Yeah. There were a couple of people who you said um, before we started recording that they they weren't really a member of Entoyment. They happened to live locally.
1: Yeah, they didn't seem to be regulars. They no. seemed to come on the occasion. And then we had one guy,
2: my first coach, I played against Richard, who who didn't know anybody. Literally knew no one and came along anyway. And even he was like, having a laugh and a joke with people and, and, and chilling out. And it was just so nice to see an actual the, the community sort of actually chatting to each other, not being in their little clicks and and just sticking with what they know.
3: Well, Richard th- was a great guy. Had yeah. a great game against him. Yeah.
0: yeah. One of the great things about Blood Bowl tournaments is everyone we've been to, you do get that weird congregation of like, you just immediately click with a bunch of people and you have yeah. conversations because you have that thing to bond you and, and it's cool. I had loads of random conversations with guys I've never met before about like, oh, you know, one of these guys, oh, yeah, how's that going? You just know. Yeah, you just know. Yeah. And it's it's one of the great things about Blood Bolt tournaments is that everyone rocks up and there's kind of that, yeah.
1: There's a spirit to the skulls game. Skulls all day.
0: <laughs> mutual
2: appreciation
1: yeah.
0: of bad luck. <laughs> it's a mutual disaster society. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? So on the attendees, we had myself, Rich, yeah. Milton and Ben from Wobble, as well as Rick, yes. which was awesome, who was a last-minute joinee, which was absolutely excellent. Beginning of the week. Yeah. yeah, as we've mentioned a couple of times in the podcast, Rick was a, a local player who's now moved to France, so he lives in France half the time. And... Um, I'm pretty sure he delayed his his travel back to France. I get that feeling. I'm hoping his wife isn't listening, because <laughs> apparently he was like, "Yeah, Monica did say this was very convenient," and I'm thinking, "This is great. This is great." And again, he was like, "I I I want to I want to bring my wood elves and halflings and just have a great day." Oh. Uh, so it was awesome. So it was great to see all all those wobble guys. And then we had Drew Creedy, Logan Creedy, Richard Preston, Joe Solo, Charlie Anier. Chris McLeod, Andy Clark, Richard Price, Ben Davey, and Dan Maskell. And what a great bunch of guys. So, yeah. shout out to all of you for, for coming along and playing, and I hope you had a really good day. Okay, so we've covered the build, we covered the day. It was three three games, and it was all Swiss. So, I paired the first round, so it was all prepped, so everyone was all set up. We numbered each of the tables, so it was easier to find people, because if you haven't met people for the first time, when you're shouting out the teams, you're like, right. I heard my name, but I didn't hear the name of the first person who was yeah. there. So that's where we made that decision. That's something we learned from going to a couple of dorms. Yeah, so, I
2: think that was literally the first thing we picked up on when we were discussing the, the idea of this. On the drive home. On the like, drive home, about oh, 10 but in.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know what, having numbered tables would be easier. And to be fair, I got that from playing a couple of Friday Night Magics. Oh, okay. Um, Back in Bournemouth when I lived in Christchurch, we went to a few of those and they numbered the tables okay. things. And I was like, this was so, so... Easy. It felt a bit prescriptive, but actually, it just made it flow better. But people enjoyed it as well. People liked be able to
2: turn around and kind of go, Okay, I'm on table three. Oh, there's table three. You're not trying to work out who your opponent
0: is, Where and we go? whether you've got should, a we go space sh- and, yeah. should we go to my table? Should you come to my table? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I think you brought your pitch. Did you bring your pitch? I well? brought two
3: pitches, yeah. No, yeah. Fantastic. So, thank you very much for bringing yeah.
0: pitches. I mean, we thought we had it covered, and then there was seven games to run, and we we're like, oh, I think we might need a little bit of help with these yeah. pitches, which <laughs> was fantastic. Um, now, hopefully they didn't get damaged or anything, but it was really oh, nice. I know, yeah. the no, mine came about. back perfect yeah.
1: as well.
0: Yeah, brilliant. That's absolutely Everyone's brilliant. very
1: respectful.
0: So, from a build point of view, let's start with the Troll King.
3: Ben? Yeah. What did you go for and why? Okay, so I went orcs and goblins. Brilliant. Um, why? Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goblins are cheap. lets me get, take Ripper. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, and the whole goal was to just throw a teammate as much as possible. <laughs> um, so I had four trolls. No, sorry, I had three trolls. Um I had a Doom Diver. Oh fantastic. A chainsaw. Then a fi- then I got two Orc Line men and filled the rest out with goblins. And then I took Ripper as an inducement. And I know you had said on the podcast that I could upgrade those to black orcs. Yeah. But I needed a twelfth player. Oh I see. Because Rip the star player doesn't count got in the it. roster. Yeah. So the extra sixty K mm-hmm. had to go towards another goblin. No, that's it's
0: good. It's like a really yeah. fun build.
3: Yeah. It was really fun. Um Black orcs would have been pretty handy. The orc linemen didn't really do anything. They kind of just stood on the side and stayed there. Orc linemen are kind of
0: weird. Yeah. You know, they're they're great, but they're filler. Yeah. Um, And talking of orc players, Milton, what was your build for the tournament?
1: My build was a standard orc build, pure orcs, uh, four blitzers, four bobs, a thrower, and two linemen which is what I play in our league. No, 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 that was great. So you had
0: the experience there for it.
1: Yeah, and that was the reason I went with them.
0: I think it was a great decision. I know mean, it was your, your first Blood Bowl tournament, um, and actually taking something that is beautifully painted and you know really well was was a really great decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a little disapp- a bit disappointed in myself that I didn't do a mixed team, having now played against people who had done the mixed <laughs> teams and everything. But uh, like I say, the Orcs are my, my comfortable place. I, I know them very well and as it was a tournament and I wanted to go and experience that, I felt that they were the uh, the entry point for me. And you know what? I think it paid off. It did. Uh,
0: so Rich, you got to play a bunch of games as
1: well. I did. So
0: what was your build? Because yours was really quite interesting as well. Chaos Norse. I went with the Chaos Norse. Obviously we played a couple of games prior
2: to that and I think I played a game against Randall as well. But I went with three warriors, one with guard, three beastmen, a yeti with mighty blow a thrower, two elf werners, one with tackle, one with juggernaut, and two linemen. And that gave me two rerolls and two fan factor.
0: Oh, I had a coach, I think, didn't it? Oh, coach, something like um, that. Coach yeah. and did. Yeah. It,
2: was, it was something like that. But yeah, the main build was three Warriors, three Beastmen, a Yeti, a thrower, two ones, and two
0: linemen. So the two mixed teams we got here took some took some big guys. Oh, so yeah. Ben went to town All with the big guys. guys. <laughs> and Rich, you took the Yeti, who I was did. awesome. He was. For games one and two, he was amazing. Yeah. So from the from the first round, what we'll do is we'll talk about the games who you played against, and at the end we'll talk about any other team builds we played against or saw against that we actually haven't had a chance to, to to talk through to talk through. So let's start with Ben. Who did you get in the first round?
3: Um, I got I played against Dark Elves and Skaven, the Dodgy Dodgers. Who who was that coached by?
0: I that was the Creedie, Logan Logan, Logan Creedy. Yes, yeah, yeah. so it was
3: Logan. Of course, it was. Yeah, um, fantastic guy. He was, um, he was really friendly. Uh, I started off the game superbly. I, the ball landed on my side. I managed to get it, I think, on the Doom Diver. As you do, straight up into, the, into Ripper. Ripper threw him and I scored. I'm like, the nice. second turn or something. Oh, fantastic. And then it was just like, right, this is what we're in for. <laughs> but then the Dark Elves and Skaven happened. And as soon as they had the ball... Yeah, I just, it, I just sort of slipped up from there. It, it ended up being a five-one boss. Could, <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah, that was a serious score yeah. because I remember you being like, "Yeah, throw a teammate touchdown right yep. at the beginning." I was thinking, "This is fantastic." Yes, um, because I did look at the, I look at the team lists, I look at the builds, and I thought, "Wow, golden orcs with trolls." So going for the fun, killing, murdering build yeah. uh, against dark elf and skaven, and I'm thinking that is that that teams come to play, and then the result came out as a five-one. Do want two even even some casualties? too? yeah. Things. Which is impressive, given the amount of stunty guys you had. Mm. Yes, um, yeah. I think you know you did you did you did well you did well there.
3: Not as bashy as I was expecting. The trolls just couldn't keep up. Yeah, once they once they're in someone's tackle zone, they just have to keep mashing until they're down. Really, you mm. can't really do much else with them. Yeah, so there was a lot of it. Just allowed half my team to be goblins. <laughs> Some of them trying to get up to throw a teammate, and yeah, there was a crazy situation in the uh, one of the later turns where. It was like, what are the odds? So I had a, um, a Doom Diver yeah. right next to troll, and I had a Goblin at the back to try and pick up the ball. Did the kickoff, went out of bounds. Okay, okay so touchback. Yeah, touchback. Yeah. Gave it straight to the Doom Diver. Brilliant. So this is on turn eight, bear in mind, first half. <laughs> I then threw the Doom Diver who landed perfectly in their line as it was turn eight, and I just had this turn. He had a line of dark elves and skaven right at the back that okay, I had to get Okay, so to he it. went for the one turn, the one turn touchdown. Yeah, defense. exactly. That's that's, that's so good So I had enough movement to get through. I had to make I think a go for it. No, no, it wasn't a go for it. I had the movement, so he had to make three dodges yeah. through through his line, and right on the final final dodge, He's turn there. eight slipped up. Oh. <laughs> Dodgery roll failed. <laughs> um. Roll his armor, injured. Oh no, so you lost the doom Diver? Yeah, and just for funsies, we thought, Oh no, he's dead, but obviously we weren't doing injury rolls. Oh no, you, you've got to oh, it. It So we did the injury roll, yeah. he died. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> on turn eight, I killed off my own Doom Diver with a oh, no. final thing. But it did win me the uh the spot prize, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think it's, that's a great way to win a prize as well. Yeah. Takes the edge off, hopefully. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but for the stars to align and for that to happen, it was just <laughs> no. That's the great thing about the uh, the throw teammate is you either pull it off and feel really cheeky,
0: or it fails abysmally, yeah. and you just feel like,
3: yeah, okay, it was worth the shot.
0: <laughs> so, Rich, your first game was against the Outdoor Ravens of Death, which Ooh. was necromantic undead. It was. It was a it was a carry off the Ravens versus the Ravens. Oh yeah, um, I only
2: won one nil. Um, I actually played half of that first half um, with ten men before I realised that I'd left my thrower in the box. I brought the team in. Oh my
0: goodness!
2: <laughs> so and I didn't score until the very end of the turn, uh, very end of the half. So I actually played a whole, a whole so half with only ten guys. You received first half. I received just first half.
0: turn grind.
3: Yeah, and oh. it wasn't
2: until yeah because it was a it bounced off so it was a uh, it was a. What was it a touchback because it was a touchback. I didn't even click the fact that I didn't have a thrower, because I didn't have to go and pick it up. I just oh, you just it gave it away, so you didn't miss the short sure hands. No, not at all. And I'm looking at it, going, I'm "Sure, I'm missing someone." There's nothing in reserves. Oh man, he's there. Um, yeah, so I ended up playing that. But that was um,
0: that was a difficult game. It was the Yeti was was smashy. He was great. Well, you you came away with a three-one on casualties, so he yeah. must have must have done some work for you. I think he got two of them, two as casualties. But he, he was definitely a, a difficult
2: one for, for Richard to try and take away. Um, but the rest of it was it worked out quite well. I, I had both. I had skills on both of the elf winners But I'm looking at it, looking back on it, thinking I probably wouldn't have given it to either of them. Really? Mm,
0: I never used Juggernaut enough. Well, we did. Yeah, Juggernaut is either very very useful or doesn't doesn't, yeah. doesn't come into play. It didn't at all because you have to blitz with them. If you don't blitz with them, it's a completely wasted skill. Um, the other one had Tackle though, right? The other one did have Tackle, but I don't think I ever got to use it once. There wasn't a huge amount of dodge. No, there wasn't. Except for the guys who filled out their rosters with Goblins. There wasn't a huge amount of dodge except for a few, a few gutter runners. Yeah, Doesn't it was, really count on Goblins anyway, does it? it well, <laughs> no. no yeah. If you're blocking a Goblin, you've got good odds anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: I would have probably been better off giving it to um, uh, a Beastman or two. Or maybe even giving uh, the other two Warriors. I still think he should to have taken a monitor. <laughs> Maybe next go. time.
0: That's what that's what Randa would have done. Yeah, he would have done. I'd so, sure. Milton, your first round was against the Darkwell Slavers.
1: Yes, the Chaos Dwarf Goblin.
0: Team. Yeah, I saw this build. Oh, and I Joe. thought that's that's quite quite an interesting build. Well, how, how did that I'll go? I'll tell you
1: what. I've never lost so many orcs. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I went in with all confidence that orcs bashy team. I'm going to smash my way through. But of course, everyone saw this mixed team's opportunity to take all the big guys. <laughs> so suddenly, my orcs look kind of pathetic coming up against all these these trolls, these ogres, these...
0: I remember you telling me that after the end of the first round. You're like, my orcs are the agility team in this game. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> yes. And and as what I said earlier, I, I think my experience in playing the undead team and the few games I've played with L's really paid off here because I had to switch my tactic up. And I had to play... bit more agile which is not what i'm used to with the orcs um i lost so many of them they were just getting smashed left right center um and joe is a fantastic player and it's one of the most fun games of blood bowl i've ever had it was back and forth Uh, there was mayhem everywhere (laughs) i mean it was a really true truly good game of blood bowl I, i did manage to get a touchdown and win that game um, it was really hard work, though, particularly with the, the massive losses. Um, Joe was really good at positioning his uh, bull centaur. Is that what they? Yeah. Because I've never played against Chaos Dwarfs before.
0: Because the miniatures are quite hard to get hold of, or the proxies are yeah. quite hard to get hold of as well. Um, it's a pretty rare team to play against these mm. days. It's yeah, I've never team. played against them.
1: Cool. Um, I've never played against them on Blood Bowl too either. Which I hadn't realised until I, I uh, sat down.
0: Not sure they're even on Blood Bowl Two. They are. What yeah, I mean is, I've yeah. never
1: played against Have them. You not?
0: No, no I've never come across. Whenever
2: I, whenever I managed to, to meet one, they've all got guard, they've all got claw, and they've all got piling on, and it's yeah. just not fun.
0: They're they're a very cool team, very cool build.
1: So you ended no. up winning one nil. I did, and it was it was. It was a good touchdown. It was a lot of work and I ended up swinging across the pitch in order to achieve it and throwing my thrower into the mix in order to just tie his guys up. I, I sacrificed him. Well, you love sacrificing your thrower. Um, yeah, I do have a history of <laughs> thrower brain damage. Well, um,
0: arm six. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's armour six now isn't he? Oh, uh, well,
1: he was. yeah. I sacked him off. <laughs> He'd had enough. He needed to retire, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Retired it was armour yeah. yeah, He's now a commentator. Sort <laughs> <of me>. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about this this mixed teams, and um, back to what I said earlier, look, the reason that the vampires scare me so much is I don't know how to play them and I don't know what to expect them coming to me. So when you're saying you're going to play them in sevens, that scares me. And and that was the difficulty I had with Rick. And then suddenly I went in all confident. And I was like, oh, people are going to play orcs and humans or humans and elves. These are teams I'm familiar with. Of course, I just get these 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 crazy things being thrown at me and I just didn't know what to expect. Um, so, yeah, it was fun games, but I was ma- I've made so many dodge rolls. I made more dodge rolls in that tournament than I've made <laughs> in my entire time playing Blood Bowl. Um, but great fun. Really good fun. And a lot of really good lessons learned as well. I think that was um, another thing to take away. I I think my experience as a Blood Bowl player has definitely grown.
0: So he had quite an interesting interesting list. Three Dwarf Blockers, one Bull Centaur, one Minotaur, two Trolls, a Doom Diver, a Fanatic, a Loony, a Bomber, one Spare (laughs) Goblin called Frank, and (laughs) also Fungus the Loon and Bomber dribble Snot. So not only did Joe go for... A mixed team, he went for everything he could find that was different. Yeah. yeah. Zero re-rolls.
1: Oh, yeah, no yeah. re-rolls. Yeah, he well, was hellbent the entire time. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what? It kind of worked. You know, his the the dwarves kind of kept his core team together. You know, he could use them to sort of hold the line and keep you sort of pushed forward. And then the goblins were just running around mowing people down. The chainsaw was just <laughs> cutting off left, right and centre. The um, ball and chain was absolutely everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, the the re-roll sacrifice kind of paid off just because of the amount of punch. Didn't he eat a goblin, though, in every single game? He did eat a he goblin. Did, yeah. He had some atrocious luck with throwing <laughs> goblins, picking goblins up, and just general goblin stability, but I think that's like goblins. with the of the day, Ben. Um, yeah. But no, uh, really well played. Um, fantastic game, fantastic player, and I would gladly play that team again.
0: <laughs> oh. that's, that is really good to hear, because who was your second... Game against Rich. Oh, this was a wobble off. This, this was a wobble, a wobble, wobble off. off. Okay, yeah. so as you're both here, talk me through that game. It was a quick game. <laughs> yeah, it was finished in about an hour and ten Actually, minutes. Actually, it was because I did the half time call, and you guys, oh, we we're know. done. Turns over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think that's partially because me and Rich have played quite a lot, so we we know each other's play style, and yeah. it wasn't again Rich's team. You had a lot of Strength 4, Strength 5, didn't you? Yeah, I had the Yeti at Strength 5, three Strength 4
2: Warriors, and two Strength 4 orcs. So
1: my Orcs were the small guys. Yeah, they were the ones. little ones. Yeah, they were the little ones. So it was, a, it was a tough game,
2: and I lost a lot of guys again. It was right at the end of the first half, wasn't it? And you lost three in one turn, I think yeah. it was.
1: So the beginning of the game... It kind of looked like I was just going to wipe forward, oh, didn't it? Just, yeah. And you weren't rolling particularly well, yeah, I was, I was rolling <laughs> reasonably well yeah. and just making really good headway and then it just snapped, it just turned on its head, you were killing yeah. orcs everywhere. I was going to say, from um, the look
0: of the casualties, I mean Rich won the casualty battle 4 to nothing in yeah. that game. Yeah.
1: Um, again. Again yeah.
0: against orcs, I assume that's the yeti going to town. The yeti got 2 I think.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: scary stuff. And did you take Mighty Bell on the Etty in the end? Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> my my second half was literally just sort of keeping you busy, wasn't it? Yeah. That was just all I could do. Up. I could not. I, I could not. I didn't have enough people to score. At people all down turn sixteen as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? It yeah. was really
2: close to the wire. Because I scored fourth turn five the night in the second half yeah. to make it one one. Yeah, and then. It was just plough down the field. Yeah. <laughs> and just, it, I
1: brought everybody. Yeah, it was... Absolutely everyone. Well, I, I eked it out, got you to that stage, on the premise that maybe I could hold off potentially a bit longer, and it sort of worked. Yeah. We got the 1-1 one, one draw in the end.
0: So you guys played to a 1-1 draw, yeah. and somebody else who also played to a 1-1 draw...
3: Yeah, the Biddy Bellies went against the... Uh... So you had the Dark Horse levers as well. Yeah, yeah. So that was also just, like Milton said, it was a hilarious game.
0: Okay, so we're running your Goblin and orc team, Yes. With a chainsaw? Yeah. You didn't go for a loony in the end? No. Did you go for a bomber? No. Okay, so you had just the chainsaw. And the Doom Diver. And the Doom Diver. And a bunch of trolls. Yes. And Joe had... <laughs> Two Fanatics, two Chainsaws, yeah. <laughs>
3: some Trolls, and a Bull Centaur. That game must have been
0: ridiculous.
3: It was, To start off with, his Chainsaw should have taken lessons from mine. He took out two big guys in the first two turns. Oh, wow. That's um, huge. Yeah, my Chainsaw did really well, and his Chainsaw was not up to scratch. You would have thought against four Trolls, he would have done quite a good job. But no, he just wasn't doing the roles. Um, eventually, the Chainsaw got taken out by the Bull Centaur, I think. Um, yeah, and it was just a really destructive game. He... He did suffer not having the re-rolls. He tried to throw a bomb which was intercepted by a troll. Uh. Which was really funny. (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. Did he successfully throw it back? Well, yeah, that's the The troll then threw it at at one of his players but it scattered and missed, unfortunately. (laughs) That's Um, amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was quite a funny incident because I don't think he... He was quite new to Blood Bowl, I think. And he wasn't... He was quite surprised when he said, I can intercept. And And so... yeah, Joey's been playing about a year or so. Yeah. So I don't think it's come up too much. You're telling and me he hasn't come across a double
0: mixed team troll-off with bombs and everything? <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> I know it's common
2: in other parts of the world. Well, that's you?
3: it. I mean, That's how bubble ball should be played. <laughs> I casually explain that. Well, you can intercept, but it's only on a six. I just rather the dice. Rolls the six. <laughs> Rolls the six. <laughs> so oh, there it is. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that game I really learned I should have taken sure feet on the Doom Diver instead of dodge. Wow. Oh, that's a difficult because one. he that went a over a lot I think he went over twice or three times in that game from failing go for it <laughs> yeah
0: oh that's a shame
3: but um, yeah other than that it was just a really funny game the ball centaur really really messed me up I think that was his star player against me. His positioning of that was fantastic. Yes, really good.
1: Really good because he he worked the range really well. That's got yeah. a lot of movement on and that. And it's got
0: sprint as well,
3: yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Sprint yeah. short feet, so and
0: essentially movement 9. Ooh.
1: He used that as a really good positioning tool. it was always in the right place. Yeah.
3: I think it had guard as well. Cool. Yeah, it was I was definitely trying to punch it, but it didn't didn't go down. But no, it an absolute hilarious game. I really loved it. It was a really good opponent. So, yeah.
0: Okay, so then we went into the third round. So, Ben, you went and played against...
3: The Outdoor Ravens of the Death. The
0: Outdoor Ravens of Death. Yeah, so not too much variety for me. <laughs> which uh, Richard played in the first round. Yes. So I played Milton's first opponent and Richard's first opponent. So that's the Necromantic Undead team. Yeah.
3: I had an absolute blast in this game. Ooh, this one looks like a tight game. Yeah, this one was really, really down to the wire. On my last turn, if I had made a three-up dodge, I would have scored and won. On his last turn, if he had made a catch, he would have won.
0: Oh, actually, I remember you guys saying that. Yes,
3: so it was really close. Neither of us made those rolls, and we both (laughs) both ended in a draw.
0: So he was running two mummies, two werewolves, both with block, two whites, one with guard, Two ghouls, one with hands, and three zombies to pad out with a couple of rerolls in
3: there. It was really quick. A really fast team. With the ghouls, the werewolves, the blitzers. Werewolves are brilliant, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. That that, that team was hard to keep up with. I reckon that would be one of the
0: next teams they bring out from Games Workshop, because that's difficult to get the models for it, and they are a... I don't think they're like the top, top, top team. I think Undead are technically a bit better.
1: Yeah. Necromantic. Yeah. Yeah, Undead. I think her But I
0: think it's a close one. But I think it's cuz the golems are not as good as the um You mommy's. think they're going
1: to make a whole team rather than just bringing werewolves and Golems out? I
0: have no idea. What because of course do. in
1: Blood Bowl 2 the Whites, the zombies, the all skeletons the are all exactly the same.
0: Yeah, so, so actually some kind of upgrade kit.
1: An upgrade kit or a nah, forge world kit, that would be awful there. And for everybody. See, I see them making a kemri team, <laughs> for but I'm not 100 percent convinced about the necromantic. Yeah. If they just need
0: the Flesh Golems and the Wolves, then yeah, I think you're right. I, th- I, I could camp be camp.
1: wrong, but I, I yeah. feel like that's definitely the path they'll take.
0: A 25 pound know <laughs> I'd be up for <laughs> that. That would be fantastic. However, there's some cool Reaper Bones monitors anyway. Yeah, anyway, so that was what was the final score in that one? Then
3: one-one, uh, I think as well. Uh, what, you, you sell yourself short. It was 2 2. I was 2 2. Oh, two yeah, it was. It was 2 all? 2. Two yeah.
0: casualties for you and three
3: for him. Yeah, both scored by throw teammate. I think all my touchdowns in that entire tournament were scored by a throw teammate. So, your final record then? I think I was only third from bottom. It wasn't too great. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You only lost one game, didn't you? Yes, but I didn't win any, unfortunately. Let's bring up the standings very quickly. So,
0: oh, yeah, you finished yeah. 12 and a 14th. With 29 points, one loss,
3: two draws. Yeah. Um, but I, I consider that pretty good. I, I didn't expect even a draw. So, <laughs> And after the first game, it was. <laughs> that's it. This well, that's it. Really you it, went, right? you <laughs> went full
0: in with one of the. You did exactly what you did with the league, which is what's, the, what's going to be the hardest team to run? <laughs> yeah. I think if I was to recommend something to you next time, it would be to take two trolls, Ripper, and Vampires as your second team. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, how to make this harder? With no rerolls. Yeah. Or the Snottling Morgue build.
2: Oh, I, I, after your suggestion of that I never did it yeah, it'd be great fun it'd be
0: absolutely great fun anyway Rich who did you get in round three Rick oh you played Rick I, I played Rick I played the Foresters, Halfling Wood Elves so up until this point Rick had had an absolutely crazy tournament so he did. the very first game of the uh, of the day for him, was a 4-5 loss. It was crazy. A nine-touchdown game. He was playing against 50 Shades of Green a Goblin Orc team and it was just one-turn touchdown, one-turn touchdown craziness. Rick was running Wood Elves and Halflings, which he'd played Back in episode two and three of our podcast, and that's when this all, this idea all started. And and he loved it, and I'm very sure that he didn't cancel his travel plans to France to play that team. No, he definitely (laughs) didn't. But he was like, oh, I happen to have my two Blood Bowl teams here. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think he had a good day, but there four or five loss I mean, if you're going to lose a game of Blood Bowl, losing it 4-5 yeah. is a great That's way so to do it. So many
1: touchdowns. Oh, it's insane. And Rick's such a good player as well. That must have been just
0: yeah, that they I think they both played I really like really really that. well. They had um so at the end of that first round, we had the dodgy dodgers going five touchdowns, the foresters and the shades of green go four and five. I was like, wow, this is this is high rolling. So uh, Rick then went on to play the Upton House Underachievers reserve team, which is a pure <laughs> un, pure human team. And having to shout that team name out every round was quite entertaining. And I just uh, at the end of that day, I realised that for Super Bowl sevens, where there's going to be five games, I'm to, I think he's going to come up with the worst name I for think me. There is. You've also oh, got you know. um, you've also got five G. Yeah, well, we're going to come to him in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so Rick uh, ended up going two three loss. No, no three two win against the against the human team. With his Half League which brought him to play against you. He did. How was that? Tough. Yeah. He took out my Yeti in round two. Hmm. Well, I remember he was saying this on the drive home that it was it was that was the pivotal moment of the game. Was the Yeti was either gonna mince through yeah. his treeman, or he took it out and he luckily he took it out. He did take
2: it out, and that's I think that's what swung it. It was a one all draw, I think, in the end, wasn't it? Two two? Two two draw. Yeah. 2-2 two, two. Ben, I don't
0: remember yeah. And you lost the casualty war 2-3 to three, So that third one was probably the Yeti I did And if you'd kept that Yeti The game would have been probably quite different Because if you could have took out those trolls But there were total He had four
2: casualties in total in the end Because he had a uh, failed go for it Which injured one And I crowd surfed another Oh fantastic Did he take rerolls? Did Brick take rerolls?
1: Yes Two, thank you
0: yeah. Okay. He did take a couple of re but I'm. Took quite a conservative build with only three Truman.
2: Okay. He, he took out my Yeti, I think it was turn two. Yeah. At turn four, I took out his only method of throwing teammates. <laughs> he has three halflings. And I took oh, them all out in turn four. That's a really good play. So he had to then. Yeah march down the field and he's trying to go up against the Warriors and the Beastmen and everything else it became a bit of a
1: if anyone's got a chance it's Rick though isn't it yeah and
2: it was back and forth back and, forth. and that was another one where I think I could have won it right at the end and just couldn't quite go over the line mm-hmm. but yeah really good game I've always enjoyed playing Rick it's always been a a battle of the minds against yeah. Rick because you're trying to work out what he's thinking and he's got about 20 years experience <laughs> of what I'm doing. I'm like, I have no idea. Well, yeah, I
1: think this was what was so scary about his vampire
3: team. Yeah. Just he, got did, this he
0: did knowledge really, really well with them.
3: Looking at his tree men, I think he had through the ages. I think he had like, he like, the first tree men and the last he tree did, man, yeah, He did, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And he'll be picking up at least two or three of the new ones when they come Is he getting deep well I don't know if we'll get Debrue actually that's the first thing I've not heard him say I've already got it we'll double check yeah (laughs) but it is £40 and apparently it comes in 75 pieces Mm. so apparently it's worth the money when you look at how much I should get in the size of it I think I'll rather be for the 18 ones from Windsor Chog for the time being oh definitely so Milton going into round 3 you are one win one draw yep and who did you end up getting in the I very can't last pronounce round? the team the, the 5G Ah the Golden Goblin God's Great Gizmos That's the one this against was, Richard This yeah. was a fantastic team Now they were all fantastic teams but I really like this yeah, one Yeah
1: and a fantastic player again Um,
0: I know he regretted using such big models
1: Yeah that was that was interesting we, we definitely had to I mean he did, he had a little markers which was a really good idea actually on magnets He had the flags, flags The flags Yeah you know what? That was a really really smart idea Um this was my hardest game. That again, I lost a lot of orcs because there was so many big guys. I think he had three ogres, a troll, and a minotaur.
0: Yeah. So yes. he was running renegades, chaos renegades, and ogres. So he had a troll with serving presence. That's clever. A renegade ogre with break tackle. A minotaur with claw alignment. A goblin and an orc, a skaven, a dark elf with strip ball. Three more ogres and a snarling.
1: Yeah. There we go no rerolls hellbent
0: again that's (laughs) 1100
1: so yeah I played against two sort of big guy teams with no (laughs) rerolls this one was really difficult Um, I did win in the end but and it was a really fun game but it was a lot of work Um, it was very back and forth and Richard was really good at holding his position yeah and my orcs just can take it. I had no idea what to do. Again, I just <laughs> had to change my tactics up and play them somewhat more agile. Um, and I used basically all my rerolls on dodge outs. Wow. Which is scary. When for you're an orc. When you're an orc, that is, you're an orc that's. You're that's not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it was it was all about the positioning and then sort of holding holding things up.
0: Well, it paid off because you finished off with a 2-0 win. Yeah, I did. In that game, which was absolutely fantastic. And let me just bring up the standings again. I think he got quite a lot of casualties on me and
1: he won the casualties trophy. He
0: absolutely won the casualties. So at the end of round three, we had the Christchurch Soul Takers. Which I think did you end up playing? No. no, no, that's, so. This was the pure undead team run by Ben Davy with 101 points. He went clean three oh seven touchdowns, four casualties. He had a heck of a heck of a series, yeah. and then Milton with the More Monstars, 75 points, two wins, one draw. Four mm-hmm. touchdowns, one casualty, which for orcs is crazy, especially with the way mm. you normally play them. Yeah. But again, like you said, you switched from bash to dash. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, it, and it paid off. <laughs> Third place, we had Fifty Shades of Green, the Goblin Orc mix by Drew Creedy. 71 points, two wins, and a loss. He was a mixed team champ. He was the mixed team champion as well. We had some absolutely brilliant teams out there. So there was a Dwarf and one, the Dwarfs Before Time. There was the... That's yours. We've already spoken about that. Rick's Forest is the Upton House Underachievers, was the pure human team. Mad Skulls, which was Dark Elf Goblin by Dan. That was a cool team. Mm. We've already mentioned the Golden Goblin Gods Greek Gizmos, <laughs> uh, which I nearly messed up there again. Uh Dodgy Dodgers, which was a Dark elf skaven team, Got Trips conglomerates for Dwarf Human. I like that as well. That was a very cool little build there. He had some tough games. Uh Goats Bridge Billy Bellies.
4: Yeah.
0: From the Troll King himself. <laughs> uh, Outdoor for Ravens of Death, the Necromantic Undead team, and the Dark Bell Slavers from Joe, the Chaos Dwarf Goblins, who lost two and went with one draw. So luckily nobody lost all their games. oh well, that's something. There All was right. a couple of twos a couple of twos in it with a draw, which was quite cool. And like you said, Milton, the uh, golden goblin gods Great Gizmos got the casualties with twelve.
1: Yeah.
0: Closest was Me, I think. yeah, you with nine, Rich. And top touchdowns four and top touchdowns against was Rick. Yep. <laughs> oh so really his, <laughs> his, his his Wood Elf half league managed to score nine touchdowns. Oh,
1: that's fantastic.
0: And concede nine touchdowns. And he finished one one and one. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> quite interesting. Yeah. You know
1: what? Despite two, as you put it, pure bread teams coming in the top place, I don't think there was a lot of disparity between the mixed teams and the normal run teams. So,
0: that is a beautiful segue into the very next thing, which is about the build of the tournament, the meta that it created, yeah. and how balanced you guys thought it was.
1: Do you know what? Like, Like I said, those were really tough games to play, and. It's a dice game, and I think that I did roll quite well in mm. all of my games. I think it could have definitely gone the other way very easily. Um, I think all of my opponents played extremely well. Um, yeah, I honestly don't think there was much in it, and I think that the, the difference was... I mean, I, I'm not sure about the, the person who came first. I don't believe... Uh, I saw him play or played against him. But because he
0: was always on table
1: one, that's why. <laughs> if, if, he's, if he's already got experience in playing that, like I did, I think a lot of the mixed teams were fresh for the tournament. Yeah. So people weren't completely afraid with how to play their team. Um, and I think that's possibly where that sort of
3: margin lies. Yeah, I think you're different. absolutely right, because my my first 5-1 loss that Logan and his dad drew... They, he was telling me they had been practising a lot beforehand against uh, each okay. other. And Drew won his first game with five touchdowns. Logan yeah. won his first game with five touchdowns. I wonder if that did have an element of it. Mm. And, and I gradually got more and more confident throughout the tournament. And yeah. I have to say, for a game like Blood Bowl, which can be quite luck-based,
0: it is pretty wonderful to see that the, the knowledge and the skill element can still be really, really impactful, oh, even yeah. when you bring in such a chaotic environment. So normally there are 24 teams to pick from, you chuck in these mixed teams and there's another two hundred and thirty nine variants and within that, there's got to be a, like a dozen build orders you can choose, yeah, yeah, which yeah. means you're going from like the same tournament builds of you know like the four top teams and their lists to a billion yeah. things, which made it so much uncharted territory and one thing for me was was really great to see was There were some people who were like, you know what, this team could be great. I could win with this team. This could be a really interesting build for me. And there were some guys who were just like, Leroy Jenkins. (laughs) 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 Just pick whatever they felt Ben, with his absolute troll army. I think it's incredible for me, and I really love this, that you went deep on big guys, right?
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Other people went like to the moon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. like you guys said you know like with five six big guys no re-rolls like I don't even know what they were expecting the but no I, like, re- I love it
1: well the no re-rolls completely threw me when I got <laughs> that first game against Joe I was like okay and how many re-rolls have you got and he went None. <laughs> I was
2: like,
0: what? what? Now, what we do have to watch out for is those guys who took those teams with no rerolls, you got to watch out for them on sevens. Yes. Sevens, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, they are used to it. And that is something that's, that's the biggest learning curve in sevens is, oh, I can't redo this. Nice. And Why these guys have, you know what? If you can run a regular tournament of three games with no rerolls with a mixed team, they are got to be
2: dangerous in sevens. Yeah, those. I can
1: well imagine that. that and would, and yeah. I'm hoping a lot of the guys that came to <laughs> Bonehead Bowl will come to sevens as
2: there's, well. There's, there's already some, some good noises from that. A lot of them are hoping to be able to come if they haven't before. I think Drew is on holiday for the two weeks but he's home for that weekend and he thinks he's wangled it (laughs) to be able to come for the tournament there's Uh, a gap in between and he has to come home for and he thinks he's wangled it that he can come in on the Saturday uh, just for the tournament Okay, that would be cool he's um, started building his own sevens pitch as well I've seen this they've never played sevens and so he was just like oh I'm going to make a pitch and he's halfway through making a pitch and he's carved out the logo he He's already
0: sorted it before he even gave him uh, before he even got a chance to say hey buddy do you want some tiles because um, that would have probably saved him a little bit of time. But he's well, done a great job with it. Looks good. He's done a great Doesn't job with good. it. But but the meta. So there are actually some skill elements. There were some some medium builds. So yours, Ben, I thought would be mid range, but actually yeah. it was it was it was only in the amber zone of crazy. Mm. Um, yeah. And the exper- <laughs> experience paid off. Now one of you guys mentioned it earlier that as far as the meta was concerned, everybody went not everybody, but there was a very heavy swing towards big guys. Mm. Yeah, very much so. Um. And I, I, why, why do you reckon that is? Because normally you can only take one or two. It's the fun factor. Yeah,
1: yeah it's the limiting. It's like, oh, suddenly I'm, I'm limited to this one Ogen. Oh, now I can have all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those yeah. things
0: that you, you, you're never normally allowed to do because you shouldn't. Yeah. But you can, so you go for it.
3: It's like Rick made his Halfling wood elf team. Normally we take two Tree Men, great. But then you have to fill the rest with halflings. Well yeah. you could fill the rest with wood elves. Exactly. <laughs> well, see, and another, another treatment. Yeah. <laughs> I've
1: just made my mixed team now. Yes, which is so cool. Um but I I'm not a big fan of big guys, so I'm not taking any.
0: But you saw that actually some guys didn't didn't run no. big guys and they did they did they did well. Yeah, very well. But there was also a massive representation of star players. Mm.
1: Mm. Especially
0: yeah. the weapons. The the goblin oh, secret yeah. weapons appeared there were a lot. Bombers everywhere. Even the dwarf bomber appears.
1: I mean, I must say, yeah. Richard didn't have too much luck with his his bombs. They they didn't go quite where he wanted them to go. But it's good fun, isn't it? You know, it's so random, and uh, you just don't know where it's going to land.
0: I watched one game where there was they, either, they had a bomber on each side. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just, Long it was incredible time. to watch. And it brought in some very interesting situations that you wouldn't normally see in Run of the Mill Blood Bowl.
1: It's the Hail Mary thing.
0: <laughs> uh, ben, how's Hail Mary working out on the oh. bomber?
3: I haven't had much chance to try it. He can burn himself <laughs> up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what they do, though, isn't it? Very um, much so. Okay. So, the build overall, is there anything you guys would recommend changing for next time or that you've heard from feedback that? That uh, the the guys would have preferred, or you think would have worked better, the tournament overall. Yeah, for the for the build,
3: for the build. Honestly, it's hard to say. It went so flawlessly.
1: Yeah, I mean, having not had massive, well, having never been to a blood bowl tournament before, um, but having been to a tournament before, this was just on another level. Everything was was great. It was it was well planned. Everyone came prepared,
0: which was brilliant.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, really every, everyone turned up, they had all, all the things they needed, they had their team, um, everyone was friendly, everyone was respectful, everyone knew what they were doing, and you just got on and played, and I think that helped massively.
0: That's good, because obviously you're introducing mixed teams, which is a variable that, like, like you guys have both said, is something you don't see very often at all, if ever, for most of these guys. And we're lucky yeah. that we have a bit of a crazy league, and actually we can sneak in these games where actually you play a mixed team, where you see it. Um, but that's a, another variable that is, that is different um, but, but for the the, the team choices okay. the team builds and things like that for the rosters any feedback on that
3: um, I, I like the skill choice with the tiers I quite like the alignment thing you put in that sort of limited a bit of too much craziness yeah I agree it only um, really limited it to 239 teams yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would say maybe a limit on big guys but I don't want yeah. you to put them on big guys because it's really fun <laughs>
1: This is this is where I'm I'm sat. This is the only suggestion I have, which is possibly a limit on the big guys. But then on the other hand, it probably wouldn't have made my game such challenges. It's it's interesting. Um, I, I mean,
0: I don't know because it it, open, it opens up all those builds and yeah. and. The the teams of the big guys they had a great laugh, but they didn't perform massively well. They performed middle of the league.
2: Yeah, which is no, that's cool. true.
0: There wasn't a swing for it, was it? No. In fact, I do wonder whether the fan factor restriction on rerolls is something we would need if we were to run it again. Quite possibly not, because actually uh, we didn't see overpowered teams. Now, part of that is because oh my god, I can run so many big guys. This is <laughs> so fun. Yeah, which which is you know what amazing. And in that circumstance. Having rerolled, having that found factor restriction in there probably doesn't pay much heed. Um, we had the top two teams were straight teams, which I agree with you is probably an experienced thing. And the third place coach was very experienced uh, as a coach and mm. had a great build. Um, but we didn't see loads of uh, elf-dwarf combinations. No, no I, I
3: thought there
2: might be a little bit more of the Agility. more obvious, yeah, yeah, yeah. obvious suggestions. Yeah.
1: Dwarf and elf. Well, that's what I felt Earth, like doesn't. I was going to come across. It just didn't happen. Oh no! I, I think... think people took it in the way we wanted them to <laughs> take it. The the fan factor was based on the rerolls, right? It was based. Yeah. So you and didn't have one I had two opponents re-rolls. which didn't take any rerolls, so it wouldn't have made a jot of difference to them. And I don't think they'd have wanted to run their teams in any yeah. other way. Yeah. No.
2: And I, I think this is it. I, it we we very much portrayed this as a let's have some fun tournament yeah. as opposed to all right well who can win It's a case yeah. of what can you do what builds can you guys come just, up with I know when we were chatting about it we were in two minds weren't we about yeah. whether to do mixed team or not purely because are we going to put people too
0: are we going to put too many people off to actually want to come and do this Is it going to be popular Is this yeah. too silly And I'm glad that we just went for it and that's why for me it's so important for us to allow normal teams yeah. Um, because there was three or four guys who ran normal teams, yeah, and I would n- I would have been gutted if those guys hadn't had the opportunity to play because yeah. it didn't throw out the game, it no. didn't throw out the game, it, it, it didn't ruin the play experience. No. The guys who brought those teams either won or had a great time, or, or you know, and actually, it probably helped that the mixed teams that were playing against them because at least you're like, right, this is a human team, I know human teams. Now all I have to worry about are my five big guys and my two bombers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, one
2: of the, the, the comments that we had was the fact that there was a lot put on the on, on the winner, which was obviously a, a, a straight a straight team, when in fact it was billed as a mixed team tournament. Now, the, the, the feedback we had was the fact that maybe it should have just had mixed teams, which I, I'm, I'm with you mm. on this. I think taking out the straight teams would have been a mistake. But I think maybe we should have done a bit more fanfare on who the mixed team champion was as
0: I, well. Yeah, I, I think I think probably. Um, I, I like the idea of having you know normal teams, mixed teams. I mean, if you're taking a mixed team, a, a normal team, if you're going to this event, you are playing against abnormal teams as it is anyway. Oh. So you are you are kind of accepting that this is going to be a very different tournament. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm over the moon that we had you know fourteen you know we had fourteen yeah. players come to play. Um, because I did genuinely think, Oh, this is gonna be mixed, this is gonna put some people off. Oh yeah. Um but actually I think it just encouraged that because like our first time at Stunty, the Mana Bowl, we were like, you know what, let's go to this tournament. This is a silly tournament. Mm. People are gonna be there to play mm. and have fun. And I think the same was Drew Bonehead Bowl, which is fantastic, and we just yeah. managed to get a load of great, great coaches to come along.
2: Uh, and the and the effort that people put in for these once a year possibly teams yeah.
0: was was incredible.
3: They're all painted. To- yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They were, I don't think I was in a uh, single one. Yeah, no, no, really. no. Which
0: was so cool. I mean, yeah. someone like yourself, Ben, you really went in on it as a hobby opportunity, mm. and me. well, you smashed it. <laughs> it and, uh, you me. know, I,
1: like I said, considering I ran a, a pure team. Yeah. If you were to do it again, I would 100 percent not do that. I would do a mixed team, having had the experience. Yeah.
0: It, it's it's nice to unleash a little bit yeah to get those opportunities. <laughs> um, so as for the actual tournament structure obviously it was the the classic three rounds 30 points for a win 10 points for a draw bonus points for touchdowns and casualties capped at three and with a swiss pairing system for the actual structure of the tournament is there anything that you guys heard or anyone mentioned to you or you thought we could run or do a bit better next time
1: no i think they were all the the, the, the timings was fine i think Most people, if not almost everyone, finished their games in time? There was only a couple
0: of games which overran it
1: um, and there was some confusion
0: around, you know, one of them was like, actually, we need to use a a timer here. Basically, what happened was we got to the hour mark and they were only on turn three of the first half. Wow. And they were both like, oh my goodness, what's happening here? And I think that might have been the bomber off.
1: Uh okay. Um, mm.
0: Whether it was, I think one of them was the dwarf, was Boomer, right? Rather than that, but I think they spent quite a lot of time <laughs> blowing oh up God, each other's guys, cool. and ended up uh, bringing that into that. Um, I know we've spoken about timers before, and they're, they're great for you know if you know the player. I think it could be a bit a timer plus mixed teams mm-hmm. would have been a bit unpleasant. Well, possibly. I think yeah.
1: that's something else to add. Everyone was very patient with each other, yes, particularly where rules weren't necessarily so clear. Um, because there was a lot going on a lot of the teams took a lot of characters with rules like stacks and stacks of rules yeah um and and everyone seemed very patient with one another and very understanding that it was it was a bit of a learning experience
0: we didn't have too many rules questions i mean there was a few each each round like how does this work who does this do this and there's Everyone seems to be able to nod through quite well, yeah. which is cool. But as far as you're concerned, the structure of the tournament, the time no, were, were, we're all right. I think it works. Hang on.
3: Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. that's wonderful. That is a great deal here. Um, okay, so I think that basically covers most of my points. Um, but was there any other feedback you guys want to give or you heard
1: um, on the tournament that we can learn from? No, just thank you very much for doing it and looking forward to the next one. No, brilliant. Thank you. Well, the next one is Sewer Bowl 7s
0: on the 10th of August. And then later in the year, on the 26th of October, we have got Tombstone Tournament. We have. Which we're still brewing the rules up for that one probably. I'm almost there.
2: Yeah. I'm going to be finalising them Wednesday. So Mm -hmm. two evenings time, I'll be messaging you going, I need you to
0: sanity check, these." Yeah. yeah, And uh, and I'll do to you what you did to my Sewer Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, no that's fantastic the only bit of feedback I think that we haven't touched on Rich is about the prize structures
2: yes it was it was a bit there, there was concern that the the weight of the prize were a bit
0: swifty yes and you know what of all the things we talked about and planned so we looked at the builds we looked at the rosters we looked at the rules we looked at the timings we looked at all that because that's mechanical mm. and the prizes weren't an afterthought because we, we had the value there and tournament hooked us up a treat with, yeah, with, really with well. supporting with prize support and um, the we knew exactly who was going to get the trophies and what awards we were going to give, but I don't know if we thought through about the prize weighting quite, no, quite no, as well. No, not
2: at all. We, we kind of looked at it and kind of go, oh, that would be cool for that one, that would be cool for that one. Yeah. And it wasn't until afterwards when someone kind of went, hold on, but I got a prize for this and it was the same as yeah. the, the guy that... Yeah. Got this and you're
0: like, uh yeah, hold on. Sorry, I, I see that. So one of my questions for you guys listening, if you're still listening, is um for most casualties and most touchdowns, is that something you think is required at a tournament? Is that something you want to see represented and whether it's worth the prize? Because my thinking is that the first place will normally win one or both of those. Almost and always, yeah. I would rather have a first, second, and third award with the th- with those prizes than the touchdown casualty because I think the doubling up of prizes can be a bit messy. Mm. Now, we've seen it done at tournaments before where that prize then goes to the next the highest person. That just doesn't feel right. No, I, I'm not a fan of that.
1: So, yeah, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And I think something you did, which was a very nice touch, was giving away certificates to say, I've attended and this is what I've achieved. Now, you're right. Quite often, I imagine the outcome is that the highest touchdowns or the highest casualties is someone who's quite high up, potentially in the top three already. Yeah, but not always, and particularly with the mixed tournament, it was all a bit crazy.
0: Um, That's why we made sure the mixed team champion was was in a wall on its own, but it probably should have been weighted weighted slightly higher. Yeah, I, um, I, I think that
2: we should have, there should have been a bit more pump to it because of the fact it was a mixed teams tournament yeah. and we should have kind of gone you know what well done for coming first place with, with your with your undead however
0: the actual mixed team champion of today, yeah, yeah so we just wanted to say that's something that we have learned about that and we've already started doing a load of work planning for sewer bowl and for tombstone and if we do bonehead bowl again next year for, for the same thing to make sure that actually it feels right um, I hope we do it next year that said I think for me if someone wins the fan favourite award or the bonehead chosen award, like you know, for for painting or effort or fluff or whatever, which was a very close one, Ben. Um, <laughs> it was a, it a, was a very very close one. Um, I think those awards are on their own, and, and they, they should be given multiple. So you know what? If you come in last place and win the wooden spoon, and you've put in just a little bit more effort than your closest competitor with, with that and you win those prizes separately. I, I'm, I'm happy to give those to one person all day long, I think. Yeah, I agree. While I've got you here though, the fan favourite, how did you guys feel about that that process? Because I'm not sure about it.
3: I, I would agree. I'm not too sure. I gave yeah. everyone top marks. But that's because I had fantastic games all throughout. Um, I would have, honestly, I would have felt bad putting anything lower yeah then top in front of them either a post game review yeah where they're not it's like very much hidden yeah or just not have it
0: so it was a great <laughs> tournament and from looking at the fan favorite scores that were given there they were all real close like which is great that either everyone was too polite to say anything else mm. or that their games were just really great fun um i do really think that a best sport award or or someone who's you know the fan favorite i think it's quite important but I don't know how to represent it well. In I a think a
3: final, if every coach writes down their best coach of the day,
0: yeah, at the end uh, of the day, it's not a bad show. That's.
1: I think that's a much better way I, of dealing it with would be it. It's so
0: much easier for me to process the TO mm. as well. Um, yeah, cool. I think that's good. You, you both agree that the best sport, the fan favourite
3: award, is important. It's I a think. good incentive. Uh, yeah, I nice. think. Yeah,
1: yeah it's it's, a, it's an incentive to. Be friendly towards your your fellow opponent to give them a good experience, which is really important. But yeah, definitely some of the wording as well on on the sheets was a bit.
0: Yeah, it's a bit iffy. It was very, very polite. Yes. Wording. Um, you know zero plus zero was um, you know not, not a terrible chap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, very reasonable yeah it was like listening to Boris Johnson but written down yeah um, as yeah. if he was judging a bowl to one brilliant <laughs> so, thank you very much for your feedback on that thank you so much for coming
4: yeah, and no, uh, we That's absolutely
0: nice. love it for you guys to come to Sewer Bowl Sevens and anybody out there listening who is in an hour two hours from Paul 10th of August we've got Sewer Bowl Sevens come play some Sevens the great thing about a five-game tournament is if you absolutely stack it on your first two, you can still end up over 50%. Yeah, you really can. <laughs> um, so you know what? Come along, play two practice games, then win three yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and, and score really well. So thank you very much. And we will move on to our next topic. Okay, so the next topic that we're going to talk about today is matched play for club Pop. Specifically, using regular uh, regularised regularised regulated 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 builds for a league essentially Mm -hmm. so everybody knows Blood Bowl is best played as a league where you develop your players you've got the RPG element However, it is a very successful tournament game as well. It is very successful. Uh, we, we, you now, we've been to a bunch of different tournaments. Tournaments are huge. The World Cup that's happening in Dawnburn in a few months' time mm. has got 1,400 players going. That's wow. insane. Um, I'm gutted I can't go, but I'll go to the next one. I'll be 35. but oh, my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> my excuse. Um, and I'd like to just talk about this to see whether actually we think it would be a good alternative to the way we play bubble at the moment and a little bit of background to this, is we've been playing a lot of Blood ball 7s. Talk about Blood ball 7s a lot. It's a really great... takes 45 minutes to an hour. And it fills that kind of time that Magic or competitive games like that tend to be. Um, you guys played Magic the Gathering before? Yeah. Milton has. Ben, have you played that?
3: Not properly, but I've played it. Nah, no, You played
0: Hearthstone? I played Hearthstone. You Lovely played that. Hearthstone? You played Hearthstone yes. before? Yeah, okay. So... Hearthstone is slightly different because obviously it's online, so each game is about 15, 20 minutes yeah. or whatever. Magic, because you play it in a series of best of three, ends up being 30, 45 an hour, depending on how you go. In mm-hmm. fact, for when Magic Online used to be the case, it was 45 minutes per player. Okay. You never burnt it down. And if one player burnt it down, like you each had 45 minutes a game, which meant that you actually could chain a bunch of games. So Friday Night Magic is a structured or was a structured competitive play that they ran on Friday nights so imagine you go along you play just the standard you played three games against three opponents and then the person who came top won some prizes and things but your points got collated across all of them so mm-hmm. you've got pro points to go to tournaments and things but the whole idea for me is thinking actually you know what sevens with the with the build orders playing them on a night of playing a couple of games or playing this games or bringing that one deck could be an interesting alternative to Blood Bowl so I know that we've got a pretty successful league successful league. But now you've been to a Blood Bowl tournament where the build was everything. How would you feel like a a league would work or if it would work using resurrection style things? So your wins matter, your players don't.
4: Hmm.
3: I think there'll definitely be a lot of people who prefer that. Um, Maybe the more like crunchy, crunchy people who really like Having their one build and trying out their build, probably again like the magic kind of players. Well, yeah. Um, my personal preference, I really like the league. I mean, I like, I like the it. narrative of it. I love the SPPs. Yeah. I love getting
0: the edge up on a guy and, and creating something absolutely oh, yes. unique. Um, what are your thoughts, Milton?
1: It's, it's difficult, isn't it? There's there's the, the two sides to this, isn't there? Um, like you say, you've got your your character building element, your team. Um, I think very much the the book you lent me, the one with, um, what's he called? The the Blood Bowl books. Oh, oh, Dunk Hoffman. Yeah, Dunk Hoffman's books. Now, (laughs) I didn't really envision the Blood Bowl world until I read those books. Once I had, that kind of character element became more of an appealing... It caramelises the universe. Yeah, Yeah, it, it really does. It was definitely more of an appealing thing to me than it was before. But I like playing the game and I like playing the game competitively. I like having a really solid match where both players have done their best to try and win and the outcome is, you know... Well, it doesn't matter what the outcome was as long as, like, the getting there was really good. And I think this would definitely lead to people building solid teams and making very strategic plays yeah
0: so what are the negatives of a non-resurrection league i think you'll see very
2: very similar teams you'll see a lot of elf you'll see a lot of dwarf because it it, you start getting that metagaming, and you start getting that i want to be the best i need to build this the way that i'm going to win as opposed to have fun with it Whereas I think with the league where it is, you might get a doubles, you might get a stat up, you might get a singles. May something special. There's always going to be something different. But likewise with with the fluff, you can look at it. Like my my humans thrower, Baldrick McCoy, has got edge four. <laughs> I right. I had um I had Duke Hazard and Edwin Merciless that were strength four before they were killed. And yeah. that's I remember these guys, but I remember what they were. Um, my minor Mirror's blood one is an absolute. Beast is worth 280000 or something ridiculous now. And I don't think you'd get that sort of attachment or that want in the in a resurrection sort of format, because they're throwaway players. You don't care
0: about them. Yeah, I can definitely, definitely
2: <sighs> yeah. see that.
1: But on the flip side, I feel like there is an element of snowballing in a league. That is what I meant a second ago. But what is the
0: downside of a league where there's non-resurrection? Ben, you mentioned it earlier with your elves, is getting hammered losing you guys yeah and so you're only playing one you're only playing every other game with your team yeah and so on the one hand like it is part of the league and it's a story and actually you know what I got through these games with these guys and, and you get there if you've got like a, a long period you mm. know now we've moved to an eternal league those kind of things are great because actually a few games you know six games and then I start it hit my stride Rich you nailed that with the monsoon with your renegades yeah. actually I had one season that was crap but yeah. i built out of it but um, the downside is losing players, struggling, and snowballing is a huge one. So the benefit that a match play league would have is that actually James has played five games with his dwarves in the minor league. I've played none with my dark elf team. If I come and play with my dark elf team now, it's going to be say disadvantageous. It's it's going to be it's not going to be as even. Yeah. Um, actually, a a standard build league would have that 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 different one and you're kind of playing a tournament over yeah. a period of time. It even takes away that stress of what am I building?
1: Yeah. And inducements.
0: We're playing right. an 1100 Indu- match and I think that with a good build restriction a good build environment with, with skill packages I mean this Bonehead Bowl really got me thinking because I spent so much time building teams in my head for Bonehead yeah. Bowl <laughs> and you know I was kind of like oh it's a real shame that there isn't like a an environment where actually you could you know like oh yeah it's a 1100 uh, bonehead bowl rules and we're going to play we're going to play a three match uh, three match league with, with those rules and actually you bring okay. your team exactly and it is it moves away from the story and puts you more in the game yeah and bonehead bowl rules for example would also include the hobby which the the, the trifecta of blood bowl isn't it is the competition the story and the building yeah. like the physical building and the hobby side I think you you know you get a good balance. So a league has got the story, and it's got bit you know the the building and the competition, but they're mixed because you built your team, and then you you play mm-hmm. them and you see what the game gives so, you. Um, the other thing is that there you can you can vary the standard environment for build orders. So General's Handbook for mm-hmm. Age of Sigmar, every year it comes out and it readdresses the points values. And some other restrictions for, for Age of Sigma. So it changes up the meta every year. Yep. So there's like a 2019 season of AOS where this environment is like this. Magic Hearthstone, they have rotation. Where, right, you've got a killer blue deck at the moment, but when rotation happens, that's going to yep. be less popular and something else is going to be more popular. Mm. And um, we've spoken about it on the podcast before. Actually, she wouldn't be really interesting if there was some kind of yeah. season. So Blood Bowl Season 3 comes out. For playing competitive Blood Bowl in Season 3, you use an 1,100-point build. These are the teams. Within this, these are the skill packages that are allowed. And actually, for this season, Dwarves don't have tackle. Yep. Yeah all you know, rerolls are now
2: certainly yeah.
3: yeah you create that little environment yeah you can only have up to four players with block or something <laughs> oh wow <laughs> the soft That's
0: touch like league
2: the, the, wall, the soft touch
0: <laughs>
3: league <laughs> but it does lend itself well you could say but you say it has structured things you could take it to the real extreme you mentioned bonehead ball things or bonehead ball rules you could say you know you can level up all of your players but only with mutations yeah Yeah. And then it's
2: random Yeah. One D six, one D eight, what we got.
3: (laughs) And I think
0: I think for me the reason people are quite reticent to use rules like that in a league is because you put in Yeah. You know, three, four, five, six months, a year to building this team up. Mm. And someone's like, you know what we should do? We should give you a completion for landing a, a throne player and you're like, Wang well, about, I spent a year grinding completions with my elves and now you're gonna go give trolls then, what are you talking about? If you have a resurrection environment, actually, okay, it's for this season. It's for this yeah, period it doesn't of time. Really like a difference.
2: I could I could see myself making a team for that. And just having it as, well, oh, there's the team. And I never have to worry about skilling them up or anything
1: else. Right. Just, there they are. You just done. Turn up. Let's play. And do you know what? It'd be good for new players joining in. Yeah. Because I think if a, if a league's into it, like a, a few months in, it's quite a difficult entry point for some of the newer players. I
0: think all three of you have done that with Wobble. Yeah. At one point mm. or another, you've joined halfway, three yeah. quarters of the way through a season, mm-hmm. and you've played either some training games or just I went like Ben just was like, "What's the worst team? Okay, what's the <laughs> second worst team? I'll take it." <laughs> 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 and, you know, and, and learn how to how to play with goblins and just got stuck in. But you you said actually, it's a throwaway season for me. It, it was, was just for me just to have a great yeah. laugh and paint some cool models. Mm. I wasn't
3: gonna win my first game of Blood yeah. against fifteen hundred TV dwarfs.
0: But having no. some kind of you know standardized or match play like you said, new players come in, play a couple of practice games and then they're straight in at the same level as everybody else and all they're missing is that experience. Mm. Yeah. Um, it um, becomes almost like um,
2: uh, Formula E. I know a sort of slightly tangent here but they've all got exactly the same car. Yes. And it's all down to the skill of the person. I know that with the different play, the different um, teams you've got the different strengths and weaknesses. Like and a car, car. Yeah, but at the end of the day you've still got 1100 1200 whatever it is and you're making that decision as to yeah. mm. to how good you want to play
0: them and you can go for the you know the the no reroll insane build or you can go for the elves with with cool skills cool. but i think the other thing for me is that it opens up that those dream teams that we don't really get a chance to make mm. like you know wouldn't it be sweet if these players had these skills yeah. oh, i'm never going to get there because they keep dying Like Mm. I'm never going to get my catches to this point because they keep dying. I lose, lost a blitzer, so I don't get that level up. I personally have two two blitzers on my scaven team. One of them is amazing, and the other one just dies as soon as he levels up every single time. Like sweet, (laughs) put guard on that guy. The next game he dies, and I'm like, ah, which is really amusing because everyone, everybody tries to kill Buzz Justice, the Mm. other one. Like, it's ridiculous. And the other guy just Can't dies. That, I can only assume that, well, yeah. I can only assume that Buzz Justice keeps going and human shield. <laughs> no, 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 that's what guard means. Guard me. Yeah. <laughs> and die. Die. And die. Guard, yes. So, another question I would have is if there was some kind of like, um, you know, we're going to play a, a league for this period, up to four games count as your score, you know, or up to six games or whatever, would you have variable builds? Or would you have one set build?
1: Uh, one set build. One set build,
0: I think. I think I probably would also have the one. I think it would work better from a tournament environment, better mm. from a balance. Because actually, you yes. go to a tournament one day, most of them are one set build. And there are some outliers or like Birmingham rule where you get a skill the in between, you know, that, where it changes it up. Um, and you know what? Even if you were like, oh, I really want to try my elf build with with these... You you get a, a season or a standardised environment in which you can try out some teams and then go, right, I've got my deck or my team build. Let's go run this in this short, or, you know, this match play formula yeah. and see how we go with it. It's kind of like a tournament, but over a greater period of time.
3: I'm thinking about it from a hobby's, hobby perspective as well. I think I would like to build and make and convert a team to match the skills I know they will have. And I can yeah. play. So imagine oh, making a uh, chaos team where you can model the mutations onto them. You need a lot of claws. You to will general. General. Back
1: to uh, Bonehead Bowl. Um, it was Joe had a minotaur with a claw that was magnetised mm, yeah, that, that was... could come off with another...
3: Oh, it which... was oh, thank God, I thought you broke. No, <laughs> no. no, it, <laughs> it was, was, was magnetised. Yeah. Um, it
1: had another arm. I saw right, it pull okay. off and I was like, oh no, Joe, are which... you okay? And he's like, yeah, click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was really clever. Um, so what about if you were to run... Season one, yep. everyone runs a one mil. Season two, everyone's a bit more experienced. They get a bit more cash. They get a bit more skills. You're not in the, the baby league as it was anymore. And everyone can advance their team thematically that way.
0: And if someone else joins, you can be like, yeah, we're actually in season three, so we're here. in a 1,200 people. They've around. come from yeah, far lands. They catch up immediately. All right, fair enough. They've lost some games with some lower scores, but it's it's easier to catch up playing the team you've built yeah. than it is to right I want to right, everyone's playing 1300 at the moment I've got to start at 1 million and try and achieve it while losing my high off Blitzer every game yeah yeah. Um, I just think it's it's an interesting optional one actually the tournament scene is so so good um, that it, it, it's almost a shame that we've played Bonehead Bowl where there was I think I love the build rules yeah, I think they were the... just really interesting mm. and we we're going to lose that because although we've got our mixed team um, Looney League for our, our local club it's not the same no 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 it's not the same I don't get to go you know what I can pull this off if this guy has leader and this guy has shorthands mm. or you know Rich and I we spoke at length about the second Ulf Yeah, right, yeah you know, you know what know we just... actually let's go for tackle with him it will change the build a little bit let's drop a reroll bring another player and use that skill on leader mm. Uh, which is just like a, an interesting build option that you don't get in leagues, although you get the stress of league. Mm. I actually think there would be slightly less stress. Yeah, you wouldn't worry so much about it. you uh, just chill yeah. out, wouldn't you? Yeah. No. no, I think you're right. Because, oh, I'm not going to lose that guy. But the 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 crux of it is, for me, is I think this kind of standardised build would work really well for Blood Bowl 7s. Yeah. Okay. Because the games take an hour, so we have a club night that's about three hours long. You can yeah, get, you can easily get two games in. Mm. You could get three if you were rushing it or you just had a really bad time. But you know, you could come along and play two games of sevens with your build, and I think it would be really rewarding. Mm. I reckon it might even work better with sevens than it would with. with I think with normal blood bowl, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think so, and that's why we need to experiment with mixed team sevens, just for you know. <laughs> It was even mentioned by those
2: opponent, bowl was. who hadn't even said anything. So we should definitely do, do mixed what, team what's, sevens.
0: What's better than having a mixed team of, you know, 11, 12 players? The hobby opportunities of a set. It's like a <laughs> kill team for Blood Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? I've got an extra few quid. I can do this this month. But it's worse yeah. <laughs> because you're getting two. Can you imagine taking kill team and be like, yeah, what I'm going to run as an Imperial Guard Tau mix. <laughs> oh, Oh, just the hobby opportunities would just be insane. Oh, I got quite excited about the Dungeon Bowl. Oh. oh, Dungeon Bowl mix teams, they're so cool. It's yes. the different builds. The, the Blood Bowl core game is so well designed. It is beautifully imperfect. It is perfectly <laughs> imperfect. And within that, you get this massive sandbox. Um, so thank you for letting me ramble on and talk about that. Anything else you guys think would be cool for for that kind of seasonal or standardized play
3: 100k for skill ups that's actually the a really good one. game for that extreme <laughs> no
0: no no I like that because that's only
2: sort
3: of that's it's like a strength that's and a couple of singles and, and a of that's yeah. five singles what I would like no I mean sorry it's stat ups I mean like uh, stat increases stat increases Ooh, sorry yeah 50k like you're so, one so there are I think the actual Blood Bowl World
0: Cup rules is that the stunty teams can take one stat up on their team Mm. you pick right. so oh, really? have amazing edge 4 doom diver edge 2 troll <laughs> <laughs> pushing the box there Ben yeah. again
1: what do
2: you want All I'm strength. not going to 2 <laughs> troll why no. I actually don't know But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, going to have it intercepts
0: on a 6 <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah but it dodges on a 5
0: Yeah, but you know a move 3 uh, tree man yeah an edge 4 deal. human thrower mm? an edge 5 gutter runner I, I yeah. think that you're right that 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 twigs that little. Oh, my, oh I better get my stat up. Do you know what I would
2: like? Is is pushing the narrative side. So, say you finish season one, right? You yep. play six games, right? And you're going to move up for an extra 100k. Your skill ups have to be based on who did what in the previous season. Because it's Resurrection, who got the most <laughs> completions? Well, he's getting a pass increase. Cool. He got the most casualties? Well, he's going to get Mighty Blow. Like that type of thing could be a kind I of, like that it nice. could be a
0: really simple skill tree couldn't it casualty yeah. you now get strength skills yeah completion you can now have passing skills yeah uh, touchdowns you now get a uh, Jam. I don't know, general general and then catching MVP double yeah and just things like
2: that just that type of thing and then but at the end of it you're limited to what you can do but you're still building a narrative yeah.
0: without actually trying too hard that is quite a good idea the other the other option is the Which is kind of like the hybridized version, which is you play a game and then one of your guys gets a a level up. That
2: could
0: go quick, isn't it? It would be quick, it would be controlled. What would you do, d16 and randomize it? You you choose, you you either do your d3 MVP and that person then gets a skill up, Mm -hmm. or you just choose and say, right, I'm going to get from my first game and then I know that I'm going into my second game, my thrower now has accurate and you build up however you don't get the advantage of a drop-in session no um for sevens that's a mm. huge team value difference and, and also you kind of lose that benefit And um, because when i was putting together the Super Bowl sevens rules i was like wouldn't it be cool if after every game you could give a guy a skill then i was like that would mean you would need loads of different lists and actually the builder would be quite crazy wouldn't be more beneficial for a league environment and i wondered if it would work in this kind of thing but I feel like it muddies the water of the benefits I think it would yeah. because yeah.
2: by the end of it you'll get to the next season and say you got you did five games yeah in theory you're going to get five single I think five single <clears throat> sorry <laughs> scales what's the bet you roll five doubles well, for
0: me or you oh for well, me it's obviously <laughs> going to be it's exactly what's going to happen double five <laughs> I, I roll a lot of double fives I'm double sixes. yeah thing. you're on double sixes all day long um,
2: but yeah but then you're looking at that's not a 20k increase that's yeah. at least a 30K, 30k increase, which means you've got that disparity already yeah. before you even go in the next season. Yeah. So then you're either going to have to put other people, say to others that you've got an extra 20k each because yeah. of Richard's team, or you're going to have to go, sorry, dude, you're going to have to amend that. Yeah. In which case, you've, you've broken the whole point of doing it.
0: <clears throat> so... I think you mentioned this earlier. But, well, you did. You did about the about the um, the startups. Are you suggesting like a hundred k's worth of skill increases, of slash stat increases, or just like I think
3: the stat increases. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that's what a couple of strength and a movement. Yeah, you that can find strength is yeah fifty k for strength is it 40K 40K fifty k for agility yeah thirty k right. for armor two or strength or two agility and a move and I uh, because uh, then or you can two test moves out. and
0: an agility.
2: Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. The way uh, I see it, is, you can see, well, is having a strength five thrower, is agility four thrower, really worth it? Yes. Or agility time. five thrower, really worth it. Well, that's and you can you can try it, and then you know in your league game if you roll that, that's do you a, take That's it? a really good way of mm. doing it because usually you just want to take it because you rolled it. Okay. How
0: about sixty k of additional skills or stat increases that you can mix up as you like? That's probably the fair. So way. you can take a dude with strength. or a dude with edge and then an extra skill to chuck on another guy or a guy with movement and a double or two Mm. doubles or three extra skills Mm. to open up that skill thing while keeping the TV the same and allowing you to do the silly thing like you know what I just want this edge to troll yeah (laughs) with Entoyment yeah the way they did it at the beginning of
2: the first league I went to yes was you chose so you made your team whatever it was a a 1, it was 1100 it was, yeah. so you're an 1100 team and then you choose any three players you like and then you roll for a level up and you Straight get a free map. level up huh?
0: Is it like a free just free a, level up yeah. so
2: those three players then have that that um, it's kind of like a boost into the value. isn't value it? it still goes on to them mm. but you're not having to worry about it you're going in with a couple of extra skills I ended up with like an Plus strength on one. Exactly, my point. And plus edge on the other, I think it was. <laughs> I rolled an 11. He went, wow, that's really good. I went, yeah, but I usually roll double sixes. And there was a double six. I was like, yeah, so I've got, I've got an edge four blitzer and a, and a strength four blitzer. What are you going to do now? I so said, I don't know. I'll probably roll doubles on the ogre block. Yeah, doubles on the ogre.
0: <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> and wonderful. Anyway, so there's, there's a couple of options there. One is the Turbo League, the enjoyment used. But yeah, standardised, a, a kind of standard environment for, for Blood Bowl where you could chuck in different variations, could be quite interesting. Oh Yeah, I wasn't too sure about it when we first started chatting, but I like the idea of it, it a standardised it, one. It's just that there's, there's a lot of modelling
2: opportunities. Particularly on 7s. I
1: feel I'm like people who can't turn up very often would mm. appreciate that more. Yeah. Because they don't feel so out of place, like they can turn up, they can play a game, they can enjoy themselves. They feel like they've got some value out of it. And if they can't come back for a couple of weeks because of other real real world priorities, then it doesn't really make a difference. And it is
2: just a case of rocking up, playing a game, and having fun without that stress of making
0: sure you're fitting in or otherwise. That there, yeah. I Uh, like that. And um, I have a tendency to bow out of games because I'm quite happy running the spreadsheets, Uh, but it means that I've fallen significantly behind in the minor league, Mm. and actually. Like I said, coming and playing against James or you know Ben, who are four or five games in and they've got some, some decent level-ups now, is going to be more of a challenge. It's mm. going to be less rewarding. Yeah, just an interesting balance idea. Um, let me know if uh, if any of you guys have tried anything like that and let us know if you have any feedback on them. Yeah, I'd be intrigued to, to find out specifics on that. Yeah. When the, uh, when the social media goes quiet in a, in a few days or a few weeks' time, I'll make sure we put a post up and see what people think. Yes. Uh, yeah, People
2: love things like
0: that. <laughs> right, let's talk about our star player for the episode. So we talked about Bonehead Bowl, and in Bonehead Bowl there were lots and lots and lots of bombers. There were goblin bombers and there were dwarf bombers. And we've already covered um, Bomber Dribble Snop, we have a treat. Um, so we figured it would be a great idea to bring on Boomer Azaiasen. So Boomer Azaiasen is a Dwarf or Norse player. He is 60,000. He's movement 4, strength 3, edge 2, armor 9, loner, accurate block, bombardier, secret weapon, and thick skull. So Dwarf, Norse, 60k, they get their own bomber. Did any of you guys play against him at uh, a Bonehead Ball? Sadly not no sadly sadly not no (laughs) No. okay I'm pretty sure he was involved in the bomb off between him Hmm. and Bomber Dribble Star which was one one hour turn three (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah. well you know throwing that many bombs is quite a good idea so dwarves don't get a chance to use star players very often no but But 60k 60k is really cheap you know you're a blocker out or something or you know uh, you're just playing against someone who's got a few more games in 60k is pretty sweet norse that surprised me well he plays against Norse yeah Well, uh, the Dwarf Norse kind of used to be quite close oh god that's disgusting the Dwarf Norse team would be great yeah, it it's, would it's be it's the beer <laughs> it's the beer connection the beer yeah. connection beer. Uh, beer and beards Beard and yeah oh beer I'm on board with that beer and beard <laughs> I'm on board with that so he is edge two but he does have accurate so it balances out yep okay, mm-hmm. okay. so you're, you're three plus quick passing the four plus uh, short passing which you know is about is this this the same for the, no the Goblin Bomber did, doesn't have accurate does he, no, he Bomber does they dribble not yes he does indeed so again he's making those bombs but he's um, edge three he's edge three yeah so he gets so he gets but he's stunty, which means he takes it down oh, yeah <laughs> yeah so these guys have both got the same throwing ability when would you run this guy
3: I I don't every um,
0: opportunity
2: really? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not being funny the, the amount of gold that you can harbour as a dwarf player is insane can you imagine just for the just for the fun of it of bringing in a bomber and just going hi you can't break my cage by the way, I'm going to bomb the crap out of anyone that goes yeah. near it anyway.
3: That's exactly why I don't think I would take it.
2: But before, you just literally just hold them behind. <laughs> They're just like, I've done everything else. You're not going to throw but them. He can't move fire. and
3: throw it. He has to stay away behind.
0: That is that is a really fair point,
2: actually. Yeah. That is a good point.
3: You can't keep up with them. It's such a shame. But the, the, the my, my main line of thinking is I initially had a bomber in my troll team and I took him out. Because I know how unreliable they are. You killed and the very first one. Yeah. On the very first try. Yeah, and I know that even if I did throw it, it would kill a troll. <laughs> so it's like armor nine doesn't mean anything against a bomb. James That's did true. that in his in his last league game. Was really against you, the no, he guys. killed himself. Uh, his, his 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 goblin bomber
0: threw and literally killed his troll. Failed the regen. <laughs> Incredible! Bless him. It was it was really like really good about it. He was like, I can't believe this has just happened. Like, <laughs> is <this>?
3: it is. <laughs> but I just I can see this bomb blowing up your own cage, and that's why I just think it's mm, it's true. Do you know what disappointed me about it? Is the fact there's no hail Mary.
2: If you look at all the miniatures for him, he's shooting the ball out of a gun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that is Barrack Farblast, hit oh. one with the bazooka. Oh, he's the pass guy yeah. for the ball. Boomer Ozyerson is the one who's carrying around the is so like a one for him then no I think no. the there the, was an old model for uh, Barrett Farblast oh, okay. who had the Bazooka um, the problem is with Dwarves is you don't get a chance to bring star players very often no it could be entertaining for a tournament build or some kind of set piece actually you know what? instead of taking that 12th that blocker I'll take a bomber, you know what? The rest of my guys are going to stick around, and actually I do get to just throw a bit of carnage in there. Because, uh, you know, mixing him with the guy with, with Flint Churnblade, the chainsaw dwarf, mm. <laughs> it's great fun. Like, absolutely great fun.
1: Also, 60-70k is quite a common inducement it is. difference. It is, yeah. it really
0: is. It's a few skills. So, like you guys said a few minutes ago, you know, you, you get a couple of doubles and a stat up, you're, you're, you're more than 60k difference yeah Um. and it, while it is not the greatest balancing tool you will all know that secret weapons are one of the biggest balancing tools in, in Blood Bowl they're one of the main reasons for playing the game it's just to <laughs> see yeah. them either have them on your team or
2: to witness what they do yeah it's wonderful. I still think you should be able to scare your players up with to them. get them. Yeah, I know. I'm There's right no really. reason why you can't a human can't pick up a chainsaw just because
0: if there was a match play thing, you could have that as a rule. That would be you know Sweet. So when are we doing well? yeah. Yeah. yeah, would you would you take that instead of a stand up then? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'll give this troll a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, that's the only really way stupid bowl better. <laughs> you fell really stupid with a chainsaw and it automatically grabbed you as well. I, I think we got to know Ben quite well. I feel like he's not asking. Can I, can I give more than one
3: chainsaw? <laughs> <laughs> so Bonehead
0: bowl next time. Four trolls, all with chainsaws. Hands. <laughs> <Five laughs> one. One beautiful first half. <laughs> yeah. 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 First, first five, five minutes. That's it. Yeah. Turn two. Uh, touchdown. They all get sent off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Boomer as I said, I, I did see him playing played in the tournament. And I'm pretty sure it was on the Gotrek's companions team, the dwarf human, and he was running that as a stall. And that's great. It was it was really interesting because I've never seen this guy run before. Not really. No, he doesn't get taken anywhere, does he? I've run him on a. I went for a skinny dwarf build that was just all lineman, because I wanted to run the special weapons mm. because the dwarf, the warhammers from the, like the mm. the fluff, they are all about the special weapons. Oh, really? Their you know death roller and the actual special weapons. I was like, "Oh, it'd be really fun to play that." And there are some lists out there, like team team rosters, where it's built built specifically for the dwarf warhammers or the warhammers, and they've got special weapons as rostered players. That's amazing, which is quite cool. It's right of your street, Rich. Oh yes, um, it is very dwarfy. It is very dwarf, It's very Blood Bowl dwarfy, um, and I think he uh, did good. And sixty k, you know, for a tournament, actually, mm. you know, you don't get a lot of dynamism with dwarfs and and like Ben said although you, you risk running well, one of you guys said Do you, you risk running then destroying your cage up but actually you got a great front line just to be chucking bombs over the front of a few dwarf blockers it, it's not a terrible place to be on dwarves and if you want to pressure them into scoring so you can complete your 2-1 grind what will make you score quicker is just be like yeah okay you can mooch around with the ball but I'm just going to bomb everybody else <laughs> Uh, and block them. It's just awful. The only thing worse is a chainsaw. Yeah. I that worse, change. he's still a strength three armor nine with block. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Worst case scenario, I've got another dwarf blocker. Yeah. It doesn't have tackle. His bombs instead. And so, um, <laughs> you, know, you, you, you base contact me, I'm just going to fumble my own bomb. That I saw at Bonehead Bolt several times. <laughs> which was amazing. One guy was like, right, so can I throw it out myself? I was like, I don't know if you can. I don't see why not. And he was like, to be honest, I'm in three tackle zone, so I'm going to fumble like a five anyway. (laughs) Rolled a one. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) It was (laughs) awesome.
3: It was really cool. I, I can't
0: remember who it was, but that was uh, <laughs> that was that was awesome. There's one game that was just orange rings everywhere because it was just impact craters. Uh, and if I built a pitch for a bonehead Bolt, I probably would have just taken a tiny hammer. And like, Where's the bomb land? <laughs> <Dish>. <laughs> <laughs> just Over time, this pitch just gets destroyed through bombers. Oh, I love that idea. I think we'll have to do that. Sewer bowl seven's gonna make a load of sevens pitches, that's what we'll do. Anyone who brings a bomb we'll just take a chunk <laughs> <Disposable> out of <laughs> <pitches. laughs> Tiny little pin hammer, dish, dish, dish crater. Just put some super glue over it, be fine, I'll beat it up later lovely well that is everything that we needed to talk about today for, uh, for for our episode so guys thank you ever so much for joining us
1: thank you,
0: um, thank you for coming to Bonehead yeah, Bowl and, and playing so. along thank you for being great supports for the Blood Bowl community and um, for us yeah and hopefully we'll see you at Sewer Bowl Sevens. you will but failing that see you in a couple weeks time at the club yes mm. definitely lovely job that is everything for today thank you all very much for listening and don't forget two heads aren't always better than one